Hey guys. <laughs> it's us again. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so it is uh, Reagan Love Campbell. And Dr. Robin. And this is Happily Never After. Yes, what episode are we on now? 18. 18. 18. And it's the last season of Markle season. Oh, last, As we all cried. Yes, last maybe, episode. Or laughed, I don't know. Yeah. Depends. Oh, so many emotions. Um, it really did ran, it, it ran the gamut of yes. emotions. <laughs> so me. what we're going to do today is we're going to go through our movie, which is The Dater's Handbook. Yeah. And then we're going to comment on the wedding because the wedding happened. Oh, the wedding happened. And we'll, we're going to save all of that. Yes. Let's save it up. Save it up. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and jump into this so we don't over talk your ear off like we tend to do. Right, right, right. Lose any time. Let's do it. Dana's handbook. Reagan Love Campbell. Synopsis. Synopsis. Okay, perfect. So we've got Meghan Markle, obviously, in her last obviously. performance on this podcast. Her last performance as a white woman. <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. So she is, um, you know... Single and ready to mingle, owns her own marketing company. She's successful. She doesn't have a man. So, of course, she's broken. So Horribly broken. Horribly broken. So her family's pressuring her to, like, figure out why she can't, like, be in a successful relationship. And so alongside this, some woman, some biddy wrote a book. <laughs> biddy. This <laughs> freaking biddy wrote a book about, you know, it's called The Dater's Handbook. So she decides that she's going to take this handbook and use this handbook as she's dating two men simultaneously to figure out um, who is the right person for her. And along the way, she gets a lot of advice from her family. And in the end, um, she makes some choices that uh, are right for the handbook, but not necessarily right for her. Doesn't make any damn sense. Um, as you're watching it, you're like throwing things at the TV. Um, and then in the end, she, uh, she figures it out and she finds the right guy for her. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful ending. Completely beautiful. Yeah. And completely stupid. Full of bullshit is what it is. (laughs) And books like this actually sell. Some of our listeners may have them. Yeah. Throw them the fuck out. (laughs) Throw those books out. Actually recycle them because a tree did die. For some horrible woman who felt like, I've been married for 20 years, and even though my marriage is loveless, I'm going to let everyone know how to have a boring relationship like I do. Yeah, and then, oh, uh, so, such And of course, I approach this as, maybe I can learn something. No. You Man, can't. like, 10 minutes into this movie, I'm like, fuck, no. Yeah. This is not going to work. You also figure out what's going to happen 10 minutes in. But anyway. Well, yeah. All right, so, opening we enter. scene. Yeah. <laughs> With the green screen of death. Oh, gosh, these screens. She is like, so she lives in Denver. Yes. Again, Denver. They really like Denver on this channel. Because, you know, they can make Vancouver look like Denver. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And so, it's gorgeous. Snow-capped mountains, beautiful. It's beautiful. It feels like very much like the kind of the end of winter into spring is kind of yes. how it feels to me. It doesn't feel like stark winter, but it feels like the end of winter. Still okay. snow-capped mountains, but... Um, it's warm enough. So she's with her dog. This is, you know, Meghan Markle, she plays her, her, uh, her name is Cassandra Brand, but she goes by Cass. Yeah, she goes by Cass. Yeah. And by the way, when we zoom out from the, the <laughs> snow covered mountains and you see her face and you see the, like the three inch line <laughs> around her body so oh, that you know, it's a horrible green screen. Come on, Hallmark. Two million dollars, you can do better than that. Put her on a mountain for 30 minutes and you got it. Like, I just don't understand why they can't get this shot in Vancouver or Toronto or wherever it is that they are. Because there's people of color in the way. Oh my gosh. They're like these 
black people, get them out of here. No. Get the shot. Okay. I, I don't know why, but it's just, it's bad. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I could do better than that. Yeah. It was like, it, it, it was literally three inch thickness around her face. You need to find a friend at Apple. Yeah. they make all that go away. Yeah. So, um, but she's with her dog. So then we go back to her house. She's got this smoking this hot apartment or whatever Huge it is. house, apartment, whatever. For someone who's, like, late 20s, yeah. own her own company, she's got a banging place. Yeah, her place is banging. Um, so she gets home with the dog, and she turns on her television. And this is where we get introduced to Dr. Susie. Who's a bitch. Right. <laughs> Dr. Susie is the supposed expert in um, relationships and love and marriage yep. and, and whatever. The way she talks and the way she looks, you know she's not getting any at home. Not a not a drop. No. I mean, she. this woman why hasn't had you? sex in a solid 10 years. Yes. yes. So why would solid. you? I don't know. Anyway... Um, but, but the, yes, so Robin, you what's your your version of the book about? Like, what is Dr. Susie trying to tell us? Well, and I'll relate it to a real book that I have read because <laughs> I've been forced to read it. Obviously. Um, but it's this, the first thing she says is, the, the first thing you have to know if you're dating the wrong guys is you have to admit that there's a problem and the problem is you. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? We're going to yeah. continue that stereotype that it's all the woman's fault, mm -hmm. that the man's a playboy. Like, no, I'm sorry. It is your own issue. To keep your penis in your pants. Yeah. That's yours. Yeah. I can't handle that. Or that you, like, don't want to come with me to family functions. Or that you don't want it's to, that, like, yeah. spend real good, like, time with me talking. Like It's th the don't give the milk away for free until <sighs> they buy the cow type of thing. And it's like, you know what? I'm not a cow. Yeah. I'm not just... I, I just have this very intense, like... I don't want to trick you into something. If you don't want to do something with me, then it means you're not ready, and it means I'm not ready for you, and we're just, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, can we just agree to that beforehand instead of saying, oh, it's the woman? Because we hear that all freaking time. Well, yeah, and if I've been dating you for, like, two or three years, I would expect that you would come to, like, a family birthday party with me, yeah. or, like, Christmas dinner, or whatever. And we'll get to why this is important in a couple scenes. We will, But we will. this But this Dr. Susie is just a hot mess, and all I can yeah. say is... When I was younger, there's a book called The Rules. Mm-hmm. I know about The Rules. Yeah, that I was told to read, and I got in trouble. Like, I got a lecture. Well, he didn't ask you out by Wednesday, so therefore you can't go out with him on the weekend. And it's like, I'm not going to sit at home alone just to prove a point. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out. Amen, girl. I don't... You know what? I know about The Rules, but I never use that as, like, a... I never actually yeah. use them. No. Because I, I, it made me feel like it was a game. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to... I don't want... It to be a game. Very much. That I love. Yes, that mm -hmm. is exactly the right point of view. Okay. So, because um, we're right and other people are wrong. So. <laughs> yes. So she turns <laughs> off Dr. Susie. She listens to a little bit and then she turns off Dr. Susie. Because even in her own mind at this point, she's like, this is Eye crap. Yeah. yeah. So she gets to work. Feminist, right? Megan Markle. Yeah. Feminist. And she's. Apparently she, not through most of this movie. I know. Like, she started off well and then it went downhill. And this is the family's the problem. Because her fucking sister. Yeah, her family's a problem. So. We get to work. She's clearly a sales exec. This is where we learn that, like, she, this is her company. Like, she's the one behind the glass office it, it, banging is sweet. Gorgeous you know office. I mean? it's, hot. it's a hot office. She has the Bluetooth in her ear yeah. because we're, like, old school technology. <laughs> exactly. Like, please, can okay. we just not? Can we talk about the Bluetooth moment for a second, though? So she's got this assistant and her assistant's getting married. And has to remind her of that. And she kind of rolls her eyes at the fact that her assistant's getting married, which is kind of funny. And because, um, of course, she doesn't, she thinks getting married is stupid or like not 
not uh, something to be excited about. But at the same time, she runs off to get this book so that she can get married. I, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of I feel like, like disconnecting here. She was rolling her eyes or whatever because her, her assistant's a little much. Well, she was. But I mean, I don't know. When I think about when I went back to when I was getting married, I was excited. You know what I mean? And it oh, was completely. like, you know... And I feel like she was kind of shitting on her circus a little bit. Like, Fair. you know, oh, really? Oh, like, you're that excited to get married? You know what I mean? Like, that was kind of like the tone she was using, even though she didn't say those words. And it was just a little bit, like, condescending and bitchy. But um, just because she wasn't getting married then. Because if she was getting married, she would have been fucking excited. And we all know how that is. So she's got this Bluetooth in her ear. And she's talking to a client. And she's like, oh, when do you need that ready? oh, well, we'll have that ready for you by, you know, Friday or whatever. And and then uh, the assistant had said, oh, we can have it ready by Wednesday. And she's like, we'll have it for you by Friday. And then, you know, she says to the assistant, while she's still on the phone with the guy in her ear, we'll send it to him on Friday or, or we'll send it to him on Wednesday and then it'll be perfect. You know, or it'll, it will have over-delivered or whatever. And it was like, okay, he heard you say all that. Like, <laughs> did he? Like, are we supposed to assume that she clicked off no. without touching it? Uh, yes. Yes. I don't understand. Because no, and then she still said bye afterwards. Like, it was weird. The whole conversation was, it like, technology-wise, it didn't make any sense. No. No. No, anyway, it does. Had to, That's had homework. To, anyway, sorry. We can we can gloss over moments like that in the future. Um, so. But I will say, when the assistant, the, so the assistant's married name is going to be Schmoins. <laughs> yes, because right? we're at the bar later with the friends talking about this. Yeah. But it's just like, when, when the assistant tells Cass what her last name's going to be, I'm going to be Mrs. Schmoins. Her face was priceless because it was the wow. Oh, wow. Like, I'm happy for you, but wow, that's a shit name. That's bad yeah, luck. Like, why are you excited to be Mrs. Schmoitz? You know, and then it, it was. It, clearly, I thought it was hysterical. I was. I thought she did a good job with the facial expression. Yeah, no, she. Uh, Markle is great with the like saying something without saying it, you know, yes. like she, with the verbal or the nonverbal cues. Yes, like, the, the facial expressions. Yeah. Great. Yep. It's like me. Um, so anyway. <laughs> yes. It's just like you, right? It's just like me. So we get to the bar, you know, after work. She's with her sister, her sister's husband, and then this guy that she's dating, that, that Cass is dating right now. Kind of. But he, it's like he owns the bar. He's a manager of the bar. So he's not really there. He just shows up every now and then with yeah. some wings. He just appears. <laughs> and he literally looks like an athletic blockhead. He's a blockhead. This man. I'm pretty sure you could sculpt ice blocks out of the guy's head. Why do they keep putting her with these, like, weird frat boy-looking dudes? Remember in the other movie, yeah. in Wind Sparks Fly, she's with the guy who's from whatever. I don't know. Yeah. All these guys look like they've been in old school. Like, it's just, like, yeah. that whole thing. But anyway. Yeah. So, um, so they're making fun of this schmoitz girl um, who's getting married and then but her sister is married and is pregnant like six months pregnant yes and the this will run through the whole movie it drives me up a freaking wall yeah she's married to one of the most supportive men who like does everything for her but is funny in his own right yes he's hilarious this man is wearing ladybug costumes later in this movie <laughs> yeah and just and rolling with it like just the best he's doing what he's got to do because he's he's a dad he's yeah. a husband yes they have one kid already and she's got another one on the way but like so she's sister the has some like latent <laughs> issues that she got to deal with um but yeah she's like oh my god she's taking she's taking his last name and it's just like you know who cares? And the, I guess the whole point of feminism for me is that just because they do, someone does something traditional doesn't mean that they're bad. Absolutely. But if you don't do something 
that's or if you do something that's non-traditional that's not bad either right. take the name or not it's not my issue it's yours <laughs> you're the one that has to fucking live with it well, and the whole thing, too, is just about doing what you want to do. Maybe you take somebody's name because you don't really like your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hyphenated my name, but just mostly not because I don't like Campbell, but because I didn't want to get rid of love either. So mm-hmm. it was like the perfect marriage of like just being able to keep both things. I do what I want. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. to me, what feminism is, is you do what you want. You do what you're yeah. comfortable with. Nobody tells you what to do because I you're mean, a woman. I was all about taking the last name because I feel like, okay, I'm starting a family. My family should all have one name. I'm good with this, whatever. My maiden name became my middle name. Now it's back. But, um, <laughs> but you now know, very much like that. Now, now, if I ever decide to get married again, I don't know if I would change my name just because of the work. Oh my gosh, people, the work. Oh, my gosh. Um, All them forms. (laughs) Holy hell. And I know there are these companies that will, like, do it for you, but I, you know. I don't feel like paying for that. No, and I don't feel comfortable with that. You got too much of my information. You probably got my social security number on on lock. Uh -uh. So don't be hating on this woman. Schmoins is a horrible last name. I think we can all agree to that, right? But she is into it, so just she's let her into, be into it. it. I think he's if she's happy, let her be happy. Yeah, don't. But anyway, like athletic blockhead guy comes over with all these wings, this new, I don't know, recipe that they're trying, whatever, and he puts them in front of her with this whole. Since I have to work tonight, I'm gonna give you all this free food, and it has honey all over it. And we find out pretty immediately that she's allergic to honey. Yep. They've been dating for two years, and he has no <laughs> idea that she's allergic to honey. Yeah. So this is great. great. Good stuff. He's against going to weddings. Way to be observant. Uh, He doesn't want to do anything or be in any situation where anyone could ask, when are you guys getting married? Mm -hmm. And that's what he explains. How he explains it is, I don't want to ever put myself in that situation. Yeah. And at this point, I think the thing that bothers me about this is she looks so uncomfortable as he's talking to her sister and Mm brother-in-law. Like, I can't believe I'm dating this jerk. Oh my gosh, I'm now realizing how it sounds. But two scenes later, she's still, like, defending her relationship with him. And I'm like, did you not realize what what you felt? I don't, yeah. This this whole thing was just so terrible. Like, any guy who would say those things to you this deep into how long you've been hanging out is not even actually your boyfriend to me. You know what no. I mean? He's just, like, some guy that you go out with, or I don't know, that they you don't sleep even go with. Out. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Like, what is the, better what's be going good. on here? Yeah, right. He better be damn good. <laughs> Sorry. He be- but he seems okay. like a very selfish person. Let me not list person. all the things he better be doing. Anyway, <laughs> just in bed. But if he's <laughs> that selfish in person, I'm not thinking the bedroom is all that funny. Either. That's actually, yeah, word. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, so she goes to this wedding. So she goes to the Schmoitz, the Schmoitz wedding, her assistant's yeah. wedding. And, um, and everybody's having a great time. It looks really cool. But what's hilarious is because she's there by herself, she ends up at the kitty table. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> table five. I just think... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, like, that is lower on. than low. And and just, like, maybe five, not even five minutes, like, a minute into this wedding scene, they grab her. Like, the bride comes and grabs her to pull her onto the dance floor to dance this dance. And if you love me that much that I'm the first person you pull up on the dance floor, how dare you sit me with some five-year-old kids? Yeah, sorry. Like, you, number one, you don't put your boss at the kitty table. You put him with, oh, no. put her, him or her with some normal adults. <laughs> some normal adults. The saving and, grace. Y- yes, yes, was that she wasn't there alone. She wasn't the only adult at the kitty table. <laughs> yeah, there was one guy at the kitty table. So, Robert. This is where we meet Robert. Who is hysterical. Oh, my gosh. Robert is the best. Now, can we just pause for one moment? 
Now, Robert, looks-wise for me, he's a little greasy with the hair, and it's too much hair. Yeah. I mean, again, I... I feel like there is always room to comment a little bit on on how Hallmark has presented these folks. Not that I'm all about like looks or whatever, but just mm-hmm. what what's going on with the people that they keep pairing her up with? Can they not pair her with like just someone who's a little bit more Andrew Walker? Right? <laughs> I knew you were going there. It's in my head. 25 8 you know this but i mean i'm just saying like they would look so he hot would together. look awesome if his hair was cut a little bit and they dressed him better yeah i think they purposely did this because with her personality and we've seen two movies with her now her mm-hmm. personality in these movies is very much the kind of tomboyish i am confident i can do my own thing right. and i look like a woman but yet i want to eat and yes. throw down yeah and so i think they wanted to give her the the silly goofy guy yeah who's a sweetheart that you're not maybe like magnetically attracted to also you know what i mean i very much was i found that he was i i was very attracted to him i did think he needed a haircut yeah that hair just cut it back because it looked layered a little bit it's like if you're gonna put the energy into that just a little jan aniston uh maybe okay no not quite that far (laughs) i mean i don't know this it felt a little for me like like a 99 he could have been trimmed up Okay. And I like scruff, so whatever. Yes, but, okay, so, but back to his personality, fantastic. Lovable, goofy guy. So they spend this this time at the wedding just basically, like, great banter, like, getting to know each other a bit, having great conversation, She joking. eats off his plate. She- <laughs> Dude, I just gotta say. I wrote this about you. <laughs> no one better touch anything on my fucking plate. I love my food. I knew we were going here with Robin. Well, it was one of my biggest gripes about my ex. Yes. Because I would be eating, and I'm a slower eater. Homeboy. (laughs) And he would reach over and eat my food before I even got to it. Tea money. And I'd be like, I am hungry. Leave my food alone. Oh, I thought you were done with it. Just because you can eat in 5.5 seconds, and it takes me 10 seconds, does not mean that I'm not going to eat it. And that's not healthy anyway. Let me offer it to you when I get to that point. Inhaling your food is not healthy. No. Take a beat. Get a knife. Cut it up. Well, it also means that Slow I'm doing all the talking. Um, yeah. Shut up and talk. That's actually, Could you participate? That's exactly what was happening. I can well, see yeah. that that's what was that's happening. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, I just had an issue. <laughs> Don't touch my food. I, as soon as I saw this part, so this part. I will the, stare and drool at your food when I want to eat it, but I will wait patiently for you, you to offer. tell me. Yes. That's, and that's really the polite thing to do in any situation. Um, yeah, she's not polite. But I get that, you know, when two people are familiar, it's one thing, you know, it, it's. If you've been married for five years, maybe. Sure. And, but still no. <laughs> With Robin, though, it's still no. No. For me, I'm, I'm a little looser on that. However, these two people just met tonight, right? And the cake comes out. And this is where they're... And know, it's he... not... <laughs> it's not like he has a piece and she doesn't. They both have a piece. And she leans over and takes a bite of his. Robin is so bad at this. <laughs> I'm just being like... Okay, I'm so... just going to say, if anyone does that to me, like... Don't even ask for a number or a date or anything. You have just crossed the line. My notes say, Robin will take issue with this. Don't put your fork in her food. <laughs> That's exactly what I put in my notes. Well, okay. you know, people so know me. It's we have cool. to move on from this. But anyway, it's an impo- it does become important, though, because it's a really cute thread throughout the movie. It is cute. Very and cute. if it doesn't bother them, I mean, you do you, right? <laughs> It's just business. Don't do it to me. Don't do her. Okay. I do also have to point out at this point that she is obviously darker than every white person in this movie. 
Oh, we just had... And all I said was, no. I'm cringing at what the foreshadowing is for her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we just... We Which just we've got an alarm for that. You... <laughs> anyway. You know me. Okay, so... And just, he's dancing with kids. Like, it's a whole he's thing. He's dancing with It's very oh, cute. my heart melted. Well, what happens is she ends up the leaving... The wedding music is horrible, though. The, it's terrible wedding music. Um, so, Cass, though, she ends up leaving before they even toss the bouquet. She's just like, listen, done. I've stayed Peace. long enough. I have done my cake duty. I've done... You know, you know how it is. I did this at a birthday party last weekend. <laughs> it was oh like, gosh. how early can... I gotta tell you about that. That was a whole other thing. Um, but right. it was kind of like the how early can we peace out of this situation. Don't watch it. <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> no, they don't. Guaranteed. Guaranteed they don't. And I don't care. Um, but we'll we'll get there. Um, but yeah, she peaced out. She peaced out. So the next day, she's with her mother and her sister. Dude, her sister, I wanna drop kick her sister in the last fucking year. So she so this this half black girl, we've all seen her mother now, right? Okay. We've all seen Doria at this point. This half-black person in this Hallmark movie... Who is obviously half-black. They didn't, like, lighten her up in any way, shape, or oh, form. Oh, I kind of felt like they did. Really? I felt like her makeup was definitely a tone lighter to try and make her match these white people that she's sitting at the table really? with, calling mom and Yeah, sis. I didn't catch that. All I noticed was how white they were compared to how not white she is. What was her sister's name, even? Did you catch I, her I don't, name? I don't I, care. Doesn't she doesn't matter. deserve a name. She doesn't deserve a name, anyway. So, she's at... The table, I think they're at, I don't know if they're at her sister's house or her mom's house or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It do, yeah, it doesn't but, matter. But um, they are talking about the wedding. And this is where we get tons of, like, you know, pressuring her about, like, is the current guy you're with the one? And her mom, so her mom, who, again, just another stark white lady, and her sister, who's also stark white. No, her, her <laughs> sister looks translucent. Like, she is whiter than white. She makes me look like I could be ethnic. I'm just saying. We're, I'm being honest here. Like her yeah, mom, really okay, white, yeah. maybe has a little bit of Italian, maybe some olive, not really on her, but maybe she carries the gene, potentially. <laughs> she carries I mean, gene. I don't know. I do have to make a point, though, real quick. I don't know if anyone else noticed this. I bought this on Amazon so I could actually see it in decent quality for once. And the right before we get to the scene where her and her mom are sitting down and her sister... It looked like someone dropped the camera on the scenery outside because all of a sudden it wobbled and then it went into the next scene. And I'm like, come See, on, Hallmark. But that's this that's Hallmark. You know what I mean? Two mil. We don't have time to reshoot that shit. If I had two million dollars, that shit would be clean. <laughs> no, they don't have time. They don't have time for that. They're like, oh, well, you know, Joe dropped the camera. <laughs> We're yeah. just going to sail on from that. Director doesn't care. Details. He doesn't give a shit. I'm going to find out who directed this movie. All right. So <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yes. Super white mom. Yes. And lots of pressure. Um, pressure from the sister pressure from the sister but also a little bit so so mom clearly is in better tune with her mom is i i liked her mom in this yes her mom is clearly in better tune with what is important in a relationship and what somebody should what is comfortable for her daughter you know what i mean yeah very much for her daughter for Cass, absolutely Mm -hmm. um but there is kind of like a thing where she has to convince her mom that no of course i want to get married which i felt was a little bit sad like what if she didn't want to get married like i that's okay, too. You know what I mean? Like, all your choices are fine. As long as it's not, like, you know, murderous choices or rapey choices. Yeah, okay. Wow. We went there. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's you just, make like, your I don't want to get married, that's an okay choice for anybody. And I think it highlights kind of the issue, right? Because I think her mom was asking, like, well, maybe maybe it is that you don't want to get married. And Word. instead of saying, maybe you're right, she freaked out at that. Yeah. And I think like, she oh, freaked out. I better make sure she knows I do want to get married. I almost feel like she freaked out because her sister was sitting there. Oh, God, her sister. Because her sister would have been, like, 
on it. Yes. Well, her sister was already on it because, of course, it's her fault. It's yeah. Cass's fault for everything. She picks and non-committal guys. That's the whole problem. Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, maybe she's the one going out here and, and picking the people. I did that through my life. I picked people to date, and sometimes they worked out, and most times they didn't. <laughs> but after a while, I just kind of gave up, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to focus on me, and if a guy's interested, he'll come to me. So, I don't really think that she's necessarily picking people. Mm-hmm. I think it hasn't been her focus. And so, if a guy asks her out and she dates the guy, she dates the guy. Right. When she's ready to settle down, she will. Word. And, honestly, that's how it should be. Mm. Anyway. But so, it's all Cassandra's fault. Yeah, so it's it's all Cassandra. her own fault. Cassandra. Yes. But she, again, she's casual, so everybody calls her Cass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now we're back at her, her jobby job. And, um, like, there's this, like, mix-up with an order for a client... And Which is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Because this is a theme throughout the damn movie. Uh, yeah. Do so, we have to talk about failing businesses again? <laughs> Her business is not failing. It's not failing, but, but it way. should. Yeah. <laughs> it is on the way. And, and this guy, I mean, we don't find out until the end of the movie why she keeps this guy on board. That guy should have been fired. This guy's like... I don't, they ordered soccer balls, right? Footballs. F-U-T. Oh, no, not oh, this, this one. Oh. So this one is the umbrellas and the stress balls. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is where this Mr. Blondie guy comes in. This also made me a little disappointed in the company that this is. Because yes. it's basically, they're just like a company that like, it's like when you go to the M&M store and there's basically M&M on any freaking type of item that you would ever fucking find anywhere. Yes. <laughs> like, there's, you know, pot holders and cups. Everything. And mugs and, you know, sunglasses and whatever. Like, there's a goddamn million things. <laughs> They yes. put M&M on. That's basically what they do, you know? So Which they just awesome. take t-shirts and balls and footballs and whatever, and they put, they plaster your company yes. name on them. That's but now the that the new Jewish Schmoins woman is on her honeymoon, <laughs> yes. everything's falling apart. Exactly. You know, she's just, she's an executive. She's way too far removed from these, you know, Apparently. minor details. Um, so for whatever reason, though, the actual client, now, okay, um, this is, okay, let's just take this back to one and one is two, Okay. If you order umbrellas <laughs> and stress balls from a company with to put your logo on them, do you feel the need to drive up to that company <laughs> and speak to the highest person in charge? No. Not unless you're a type A classified right. person. And he Which wasn't he mad. He wasn't mad. No. He was. He's been very satisfied with the service that he's received from this company. I don't know the name of it. Um, I don't believe they told us what it was. Um, in the Cassandra past. Cassandra Brand. I think it's called CB. Is it called CB? Well, good for her. So <laughs> well, he's okay. been very excited about it. But he just wanted to come up and I guess make sure that they were going to get this order corrected. And he was very nice. But this yeah. is how we meet dude number two, George. <laughs> George. I was not excited about George. George is a wet blanket to, oh. to, to be nice. And, and he's just, he looks older. He looks like he doesn't care. We'll get into it more because I got a lot of comments about George. But I feel like, okay, maybe he drove up there to see her. Because we find out later, I mean, he goes in specifically to ask her out. So I feel like he's just in there, or it's just some corny-ass way so we can meet him. Yes. But y'all know. It was a corny-ass way for us to If meet you him. are ordering little umbrellas <laughs> and stress balls, y'all are going through Oriental Trading Company. Yes! And you were calling the 800 number. Exactly! This was my point. You are not driving up to the... Most and you're not going to be like... It's not in your town. <laughs> and you're not going to be like, I'm very satisfied and I know you will fix it because you're good. You're going to be like, listen, you've gotten everything else right. What the hell happened? Right. What is this? This is my money. Over the phone. And then we find in out later, it's some kind of like weird insurance middleman company where they do investigations that aren't investigations. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that mama, was a whole cluster. Mama susses that out later, but that's a whole other anyway. thing. Anyway. But we'll the whole on. point that that drives me crazy after the talk with the mom and, and the sister, and, you know, now she's like, okay, I hope she's getting sparks from this guy, because this guy obviously showed up for her. Yeah, but in this moment, like, I don't think so. This, I think next visit? Sure, not this one. Oh, see, I think it was for this one, too. Oh. But, um... I just, I hate the premise that you have to, you have to have a guy to be happy. Yeah, that's the whole thing at this movie. This, like, that's if that's what you movie. want, yeah, you're not going to be happy until you have it. Fine, whatever. But it doesn't mean you can't have a full, wonderful life and you can't yeah. focus on anything else without one. No, no one, not her sister, not her mother, no one has, not even her mother, which I like, again, I liked her mother, but like, no one is celebrating the fact that this girl who's probably in her late 20s is like killing it with her career. Well, nobody has. I said, wouldn't say killing it. She ruined umbrellas <laughs> and footballs okay. and other stuff. It's an on the way to be failing business, yes. but it's hers. <laughs> it it was previously killing it until Shemoines went away Listen, for a honeymoon. It's all hers, and and she has built this this soon to be failing business, and we should be proud of that. Yes, we should. We be should proud celebrate of that. that, and we should hold it up as an example in society, but no, we are knocking it down and not even mentioning it because she doesn't have a man. So gross. Okay. So now she's out with her current BF that well, we wait. don't know why she's still hanging out with him. The, there was a moment before, and I, I don't have any clarifiers with this, so I don't mm-hmm. know when this happened. Yeah. I, it was probably with the mom and the sister, but she's like, oh my gosh, should I break up with Blockhead? Because I, f- I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, should I break up with Blockhead? I'm like, you could barely make eye contact with him at the bar previous scene yeah you couldn't stand anything he said why are you questioning it now i know i don't like, know ding 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 yeah anyway so yeah know. now they're on the date with the douche yeah and beforehand she's like listening to dr Susie at this point because she finds she's done that yet well she finds the book in her assistant's drawer when yeah. she's looking for the umbrellas and stuff order and okay. so she reads like the first page okay and it's something like, you know, if, if you're with a guy, if he wants to spend time with you, you should be his top priority. He right. should be focused on you, not anything else. Right. So cut to batting cages. Yes, because that's what everybody wants to do on a date is go to the batting cages. Now, here, here's the thing. I'm as athletic as they come. I don't mind going to the batting cages. I'll do any sporting activity. I enjoy them. But, like, and I can swing a bat. Like, I'm good. Like, but... (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) Just so y'all know. But, yeah, like, I get that a typical date, I guess, you're doing something together. (laughs) So, So this date is basically designed for her to watch him swing at the batting cages for i don't know an hour or two well and she didn't even know what they were doing no like they were going out so she's in a dress and heels and has her makeup done and she's sitting on a bench watching him in the batting cage yeah like i'm sorry miscommunication like yeah you want to go practice your swing and you want to spend time with me let's practice our swing together and then let's go get a hot dog or something sure exactly but i'm not wearing heels to go to the batting cages right and my ass is not sitting here wasting time watching you yeah they were just on different pages altogether and then when she tried to tell him like look i don't like it doesn't seem like you care about what i want to talk about or even talking to me or that you want to go anywhere with me or whatever he's just like yeah, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, so what I. And thought, then he's shocked that she leaves. Yes, she walks away and, like, leaves the date, and he's still batting. And then he turns around, like, where'd she go? <laughs> like, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're not that. You're like, you're a manager at TGI Fridays, please. Exactly. You are not that kind of catch. No, no. 
So now she's walking down the street with her sister and she's kind of telling her, she's catching her sister up on like this whole thing with them. And of course they run into, they happen to run into a, cause her sister brings the book up again and she's oh like, my Oh my gosh, look, there's a seminar tonight. Dr. Susie, she's doing a lecture. Her sister's a bitch. Let's go. <laughs> because her sister's been trying to convince her to use this stupid dater's handbook I since know. the beginning. Because that's, so they go. that's what everybody needs. Yeah, everybody needs that self-help. So, um, There's and- nothing wrong with self-help. As long as you know that the person is an actual expert in something. <laughs> Correct. Has a degree in something. Correct. And knows what the fuck they're talking about. And isn't Dr. Phil. So, um... Dr. Phil is fun for some entertainment value. Yeah, for entertainment value only. Um, so... They get to the lecture and the seminar. They get through it, I guess. And then they go and they go up and speak to Dr. Susie at the end. Yeah, because that's what everyone wants to do. Of course, yes. Um, and it's so funny because they're having this conversation and Dr. Susie starts talking about her own, like... Yes. marriage and relationship mm-hmm. and she starts talking about how average her husband is i know and that's like the first word that she says but then she talks about like how dependable he is and reliable and like what does she say something like i know that he's going to you know do this like, and this he and this. goes to work he comes home yes we have dinner yeah i know where he's going to be at all times yeah there's no surprises he's going to ask me about my day yeah yes blah 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 and all i can think of is this is boring yes i can't deal with boring but she heard, oh, he's going to pay complete attention to me and be interested in me. Like, that was the flashing But that see, she here's heard. the thing. He's not. No. He no. didn't give a shit about anything in life. Because <laughs> now he's like, you know what? I'm 40. I'm married to a quote-unquote relationship expert who won't even give me head. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what's going through his head. Wow. I'm going to act like I'm caring about you. But there's nothing two-way about this relationship. Nope. I just want my dinner. And I want my TV show in my comfortable chair. But Cass is in. She's in for this. Because all she heard was, oh my gosh, he's going to be interested in me. Dependable. This guy that I'm dating is not interested in me. I love it. (laughs) Sign me up. I still feel like she wasn't completely into it. I feel like her sister pushed her into it. And was like, this is what you need. She had starry eyes. I think she was excited. (laughs) Sure. We'll say that. We'll say that. Sure. I think it's, I think it was the, I'm lonely. Yes. I'm, you know, it's not just that I'm single. It's that I'm lonely. I'm tired of dating the wrong guys. Yes. I want to date someone who's good. My sister's telling me this is the way to go. I have picked all these non-committal guys. Maybe this is what I need to do. Yeah. I think that's where she is. Okay. I'm with that. So, um, she, now she runs into wedding guy. So next day she's out with her dog. Of course she loves to run. You know, we Mm -hmm. love, we love that she's a runner. Like we like to incorporate that into all these movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and they run into each other at the dog park or I don't know if it was just a park or a dog park, but it seemed like a dog park. Um, and they do some like dog owner flirting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What I've called it in my notes. Felt very dog owner-ish. Um, because like their dogs are, you know, it's like where our dogs like each other. So then yeah, we're going to, we're going to like each other. Well, they too. say that, you know, if you want to meet people, get a dog. Yeah. Find someone else that likes dogs right. because you're naturally, yeah. it gives you a way to break the ice. There we go. So we asked her out on a date, on a real date. Which is hysterical because the, I loved this part. It's because he gets a phone call and he looks like he has to answer it. Mm-hmm. We don't know why or anything like that, but he goes to answer the phone and she's like, well, that's my cue. And she goes to run away and then he stops the phone call to ask her out. Yes. Like if that's not Dr. Susie, Hello. he's giving you attention, but she agrees. Yes, she agrees. 
but she misses that whole point. Yeah, um, of course she does because. But she agrees because she in something in her likes him. You know what I mean? Because like, she's liked him since the wedding. I mean, he was nice. Um. So anyway, they're going out whenever. So back at work, um, this is where we meet uh, Phil, who's got the problem with the footballs and the soccer. Oh my gosh, is that his name? <laughs> yes, I didn't even write down his, his name. Phil. He's the only ethnic-looking person in the whole movie, <laughs> yes. aside from Megan. He's Asian of some sort, um, but he's not very smart. And she has to figure out his problem for him. Whatever, we'll gloss over. That's not important. Um, but her oh, co-worker, but who yeah. got married, is back. Palapas. Palapas. <laughs> That's all she talks about. <laughs> Like, to each their own? Fine. I'm glad you're excited by it. Good, 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 good. Um, What was funny, though, about this scene, though, so, you know, it's like she... So Cass is talking to the co-worker about the wedding and the honeymoon and whatever, or the honeymoon, I guess, and then as soon as she starts telling her about it, she's kind of like, okay, well, you know, now we're back to work, though, so (laughs) I need you to get these contracts and da-da-da-da-da, like... And it was very, like, again, just like... Wow, you know, like you literally, she literally said like five words <laughs> about her you honeymoon, be a little bit more supportive. and you just cut her off, like whatever. Get your ass back to work. You know, you've been gone long enough. <laughs> Shit is going wrong with Phil. <laughs> Go fix Phil. Phil needs help. Phil needs new batteries <laughs> because they're obviously dying. And the conversation she had with Phil was so funny. Anyway, she does sarcasm well. She does. She it's does, very natural for her. She does it really well. You're right. Um, so now she's out on the date with Robert. And they're miniature golfing, which I love. Jurassic mini golf. <laughs> which is hysterical. Because it. you can't go to mini golf without some kind of outrageous theme. Yes. I love it, love it, love it. And the first scene is like, he's like paying attention and he's like overacting the attention on it. And then this dinosaur comes out of nowhere and like roars at him and scares the hell out of him. And I love it. Dinosaurs peeping around corners, popping out of... <laughs> See, I told you about this. I can't uh, do it. But they have a very natural back and forth. It's so cute. They it's deliver it well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, in the scene with the scenes with them, which, I mean, they're supposed to be, you know, high natural chemistry laden. Um, that Yeah. It's very natural and it's very cute. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of golf flirting. And then, like, they can they even, like, make a little bet about, like, if you make this putt, we're going to go on our second date. And da, 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 da. Or, yeah, who's or there's going to be determine, a part of the date or something like that. Who's going to determine the second date? Yeah. So then after this, they end up at a pool hall where, you know, which, and here's the thing. I was so glad, because I posted this on our Instagram when I said that we were going to do this movie. I'm so glad there was none of the... Let me show you how to make a putt. Let yes. me get up behind you and, and like, yes. put my hands on your hands with the golf club. Or let me get behind you with the pool cue and show you how to make this shot, you know. I don't know. He just stood back and kind of... <laughs> call it, you Basically know? let her run everything. Yeah, like... Because it, he realized she's better than he is. Yeah, like, she and I... He wasn't threatened by that either. I totally dig that about this movie. Because I was waiting for that shit. <laughs> Oh, that I know you are. That shit is that's, always on the on that's the menu. That's part of the Hallmark formula. It is on the menu. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, um, so he um, brings her to the door mm-hmm. after the date, and this was very sexy. I thought it looked like they were gonna kiss, and then she just gave him one kiss on the cheek, which yeah. I thought was very sweet and very sexy. I was down with that. Yeah. Like if you don't want to like tongue down on your first date in front of your door. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know. Yeah, I probably I've done it both ways. (laughs) (laughs) Depends. Depends on what you're feeling. You know, if you It was cute. It was very cute. But you're right. It was that signal that, yeah, this is... Yeah. 
You could if you I, wanted to. Right. But this is all I'm going to do. I want to get close, but I'm just going to do this, you know, yeah. because I want to, you know, mm-hmm. I want it to last longer. You know what yeah. I mean? Which I like. We also find out that he works for the Parks and Rec Department, which is why he was at the park mm. uh, before. And Let's I also see. think it's quite awesome because I have a little experience with that. Parks so and I'm Rec. Like, Woo-hoo. You're, you're like Leslie Nope. I <laughs> want to be Leslie Nope. You are so Leslie Nope. Everyone tells me that. They're like, they're like, Leslie, Leslie. Oh my gosh, you're so freaking lovely. But she also gets to talk about her business and what she does. And she's obviously proud of her own success. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't downplay any of that. He just lets her have it. And he's like, yay, congratulations. That's awesome. So I I find that they both support each other too in that way. And there was no, I'm better than you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. we find out later. I, I get a lot of that later. Totally. Condescending without being condescending. Um, the next scene is her with her sister, her mom. I think it's her mom, too. But at least her sister and her brother-in-law. Mm. Yeah. They're doing cupcakes, and all I could say was, like, I wanted a cupcake <gasps> so damn bad. So bad. All that frosting looks so good. Um, <laughs> but I have to break in here for a minute. So they're talking about this date. They're talking about all this stuff. Sister's, like, heavy Dr. Susie fan, right? Oh, God. How horrible for her husband to be listening to these conversations. And you can tell by his face that he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Because her sister's talking about no sparks. You shouldn't have any sparks. It's not about the sparks. It's about consistency. Like, fuck no. Yeah. Been there and done that and it lasted less than 10 years. (laughs) Right? I mean, there were sparks at first, but, um, but... This whole, like, how horrible and emasculating for a man to hear his wife coach her sister about how to find the dependable guy because you don't want the guy with sparks, you don't want the fun guy, and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, here's this guy that has so much charisma that he has the least amount of lines in the whole movie, and yet I remember him more than most people. (laughs) Did he really have the least amount of lines? I'm just assuming. You know, he's in, like, a third of the scenes. How does she know this? Robin's such an insider. (laughs) Woo! Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Maybe she is. But I just feel like he was one of the best characters in the whole movie. Because yeah. he just had charisma. He was. And and we're going to downplay him. Thanks. Your marriage is going well. I just think she's a bitter, bitter woman who mm-hmm. doesn't like being pregnant. And I think she'd be completely different when she wasn't pregnant. Yeah. I, I think some people, they just get so far into their own life and marriage. And they think that they... You know, because they're still married and they've got a couple kids or whatever and they're doing it right, quote, unquote, I'm doing air quotes, you know, so now they're experts, also air quotes, and they should then begin to tell other people what's good for them and what they should and shouldn't do. And maybe I've been this person. I don't know. But like... And it might work if... You're actually talking about what you know. Right, sure. Like, like she's giving Cass all this advice that is not her relationship. Yeah, yeah. and you're never another person. Um, newsflash. So yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are always just you. And bro-in-law is like, I made some wrong decisions here along the way. Bro-in-law. I mean, he's Poor not really. He's I like very him, very sweet, though. Yeah. So, anyway... So now we head back into her workplace, and this is where customer George shows up again. Again. Unannounced. Completely unannounced. Here's the thing, too. Don't be, don't be popping up on me unannounced. I don't like, I don't like to be scared pop up. I also don't like popping, like, people popping up unannounced. It feels like she's getting pounced on. Yes! It's like... You're a customer. Don't come into my safe space. Yeah. Right. This is, this is my place of business. This is my company. Like, 
I don't show up at your place of work Call. unannounced. We'll meet. Here, right. Whatever. Sure. Set a meeting. I have an assistant. <laughs> wow. She's okay. back from her honeymoon, so she can pencil you in anytime. All right. Um, anywho. But so he comes back again, and, he, and it's all about to thank her for fixing what they fucked up in the first place. <laughs> yeah. No. No one does that. Nobody does this. <laughs> thank you for not fucking up this time. Right, no. Right. They're just like, it's about damn time. Yeah. It's like... Hey, yeah, that got fixed. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, that's all. That's what all you do. Most people don't even say thanks. They're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you finally did it right. All right. Good job. Um, we'll keep the contract going for at least six more months. Yes. After that, you're on your own. Exactly. But this is when he actually asks her out on a date. Like, he, he's like, I wanted to come over. He's because he's so enthralled with her. Yeah, and even she's kind I of questioning, like, why are you here again? You know what I mean? Like, well, She yeah. was like that the first time, too. Like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck is this? She was surprised. Like, people yeah. don't show up. Because she's probably like me. Like, don't be popping up on my ass. Um, And then they go on this fancy pants date. Oh, fancy pants. Which is nice once in a while. I love a fancy pants dinner. It's fun. Yeah, to a point. But he did ask, do you mind if I order for you? And then he whips out his very impressive French. Which I just feel like you could have done that in a non-obvious way. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a little pretentious. A bit. A little forced. Um, and again, it's just, it's fine for someone to want to take you out somewhere nice. I enjoy that. Like, I enjoy that as much as I enjoy, you know. The batting cages. The batting cages and a hot dog, right? I, I like that too. But it's just, I need to be prepared for it. And we still should have fun. There should still be some element yes. of fun. It shouldn't be so stuffy. It's, yeah, it's the stuffy, suave yes. man. But oh. they over, they overdo it. Overdo like, it. some people like that. And that's great. Right. I cannot handle that. Yeah. Because I'm like her. I make some stupid joke halfway through the dinner yeah. and it dies. It dies. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> so like good. if you can't even laugh at me for trying to have a funny joke, then we're yeah, done. Exactly. So, and that's exactly what she did. She made some joke about non being bred and not meaning no and Indian. And then he was like, he didn't, it did not land well at all. No, it didn't. Um, he just looked really confused. So that was end of fancy date. And then now she's on Skype with her family and she's telling them about the date with George. And her sister's like all revved up about it because George took her somewhere yeah. fancy and whatever, you know? No. Yeah, no, that's not all there is to, just mm-hmm. because you're like stuck at home, you know, with a kid and don't one on the way. Yeah, exactly. Don't. Don't judge that I don't want to go out on a stuffy, fancy date. It's cool, you know? Yeah. She would have had a lot of fun had she ta- had Robert take her to that same place. Yeah, and they could have made because fun of it. Because he would completely effed up the French. Yes. They would have laughed. Yes. The waiter probably would have laughed at them, but laughed and right. joined in. They would have had a blast. I know. And he would have oh. totally understood the non-joke. As a matter of fact, he probably wouldn't have realized it until she explained to him that it meant bread. And I think her hysterical. sister just wanted to go out with George is really what it was. <laughs> Yeah, because she obviously did not date George or right. marry George. No. But I still prefer her husband. Anyway. Exactly. So, um... But then we get to Robert's second date. Yes, Robert's which, second date. I gotta admit, like, no. <laughs> he took her to the gym. He took her to the gym. <laughs> Apparently they were gonna go do something outside, but the weather was fucked up. Fine. Yeah, we live in North Carolina. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the weather. Because it is messed up here. Um, I I enjoy the weather here, actually, but anyway. <laughs> well, but the past couple weeks, yeah. I mean, it's cold, it's hot, it's raining, it's sunning. It no is. one knows what the hell is going on. You're That's right. all I'm saying. It is a wait, to, wait every 15 minutes situation. Um, um, but, so they end up in the gym, but I'm like, okay, at least she was prepared for an athletic thing. Mm-hmm. She was in the gym gear. Yeah. I would have looked at him and been like, you're serious about 
running next to each other on a treadmill. Like that's our date. All right. So funny. But she had a playlist ready to go. Yes. I don't know. This was like her regular iPad. Yeah. She had like a, like an old iPod from like, I don't, I don't know, 19. Well, no, this would have been 2005 or something. iPod. And, um, he was kind of making fun of her about it, which was so cute. You know, they put in technology and made fun of it for technology. So Hallmark, you get a point for that. Good job, Hallmark. Um, and so they're both like listening to her. She brought an extra set of headphones. So cute. I think that's great. Is just adorable. So they're like running together. And of course, what are they running to? Aria Speedwagon. Keep on loving you. And he makes fun of her too. (laughs) Sorry. Very good. So, um, so they're, they start running to that and then... (laughs) I don't know what the hell happens. I blink and he's on the floor. Robert like trips on the treadmill and totally like face plants on the treadmill. It was he hilarious. Flies off of it. Oh. Breaks her iPad, iPod. Yeah, yes. sorry. Oh, well. I know we don't. And, just, um, we don't really. We don't do them anymore. And it's just it's funny because he he feels really bad and he plays it up like you can tell he feels bad. Mm-hmm. He's like apologizing profusely, but he keeps going with the jokes. Yes, keeps it coming. And what's great is, like, this is what everybody wants, right? Like, a person who can laugh at themselves. I'm so into that. Like, just please be someone who can laugh at yourself. Don't, like, this is the problem with George, is that he takes himself so seriously. Like, that's why he couldn't laugh at her joke, because, like, either he really didn't get it, or he's just not the type of person that can laugh at himself. And that's just, you have to... I get too in my head. I need someone to help bring me out every now and then. You gotta, you know, nobody's that great. Then Um, they go to a yoga class. Yes, they go to yoga. Then they come out, there's a picnic, and... Dead dad alert. Dead dad alert. We got a dead papa. <laughs> so they're kind of sitting in the back. He had brought some stuff to picnic with, and they're sitting kind of in the, like, mm-hmm. hatchback of his um, SUV, and they're sharing some food and whatever, and he talks about how, or she talks about how her dad died. <laughs> Why do we laugh? We're all just okay, here's the thing, Hallmark. I'm going to start a new support group <laughs> called Mothers Against Hallmark Homicide. <laughs> Stop killing parents! Meh. They don't have to be dead. Meh. Meh. Yes. Mothers against Hallmark homicide. <laughs> this is ridiculous, people. We're going to come up with a better name so the acronym can flow better. But like, Why? Like, I love it. Meh. <laughs> it's perfect. Because it's ridiculous. That's oh why it's God, perfect. This is great. But seriously, um, Hallmark, stop killing off the parents. Yeah. We can have tender moments without having dead parents. We absolutely can. I would prefer that when my son actually finds someone to marry, that I don't die right. before that happens. <laughs> that Thank was, you. We're around to see it. We'd like to see them happen. Yeah. And not um, in an overbearing, freakishly way like Sister Dear. No, 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 no. We're, we're going to be supportive all the way. <sighs> um, so... They had uh, a sweet moment. Sweet moment. But yeah, so she he died after she got out of college, I guess, or while she was getting out of college. Um, she was daddy's girl and he was the best and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everybody loves their dad. We get it. Um, and then this is fantastic. So they're having like fruit and croissants. And of course she picks the fruit over having a croissant at first. Right. Because we got to keep her carb free. (laughs) Is that why? How's she going to stay lean? Those strawberries did look good. They did. But then, but then there's a croissant involved. Oh, there's buttery anything. So of course, after this whole depressing dead dad moment, they're looking at each other kind of longingly. And she tells him, you remind me of my dad. That was a bit much. That was, I forgot about that. But it was a bit much for a second date. I'm not going to tell a guy that I want to sleep with eventually, or that I am, again, as I like to say, trying to rub up against long term. (laughs) 
the way I like to think about it. Wow. Um, that he reminds me of my dad. That just no. feels a little gross. It's a little gross. So then she's looking at him longingly and then starts to lean in and then takes a bite out of his croissant. <laughs> I do love that. I, I totally would have done that. this part. All of these moments between them are this is the so chemistry piece. on point. They are They're really money, good at acting this. Money. Considering yeah. how horrible a lot of it is written. Yeah. They're on it. Really bad. So now juxtapose this with the next date with George. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're at this, of course, in art gallery. Oh my gosh. Okay. This I'm all about elite. art galleries to a point. I am not. <laughs> I'm a big Van Gogh fan. Talk about it. If there's Van Gogh, I will be there. I'll go just to look, but I'm not going to sit there for five minutes and decide if something makes me feel something or not. I'm going to be like, wow, I could do that. Why don't I do this for a living? I wow, can't how even much pretend, is this going for? I can't even pretend to care about a museum. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. I love museums. Good. Depending on what they are. Good for you. Um, but this whole, like, tell me what it makes you feel shit. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was trying to be pretentious. Mm-hmm. He was trying to look like the suave man. He was. She was trying to make it seem less awkward. Right. So anyway, so they're they're doing this and, and they're having all this, like, they're trying to have some back and forth about the art, but... No. And you can tell it's not that she's not um, seen, you know, art before that's been interesting to her or whatever, but it's kind of more like what Robin was saying, like, this just isn't... Speaking to her, you know. It's not, and she's trying. And so she does this whole, like, fake, pretentious response to his, what does this make you feel? And she goes off about something. And then he's like, oh, wow, that's that's really... Interesting. I, I, I don't think that's what the artist intended. Like, who the... What? Okay, first of all, the artist doesn't intend anything. And no. it's not your job to figure out what the artist no. is intending. Please, I can't. And then she's like, I'm kidding. Right. And then, you know, he does say something nice toward the end when they're getting in the cab. He's like, well, you know, you don't, not everything has to be your thing. Yeah. But I feel like it was still condescending. What George does, what keeps her hanging on with George is that, yes, they have these like weird moments where they definitely don't connect on something. But then in the end, he always makes her feel like it's okay because he's just happy to be with her. And he even says as much at, at a oh, couple yeah. different points. And so but, that keeps her, like, attached to him. Like, well, it doesn't matter that maybe we don't click on every little thing because, like, he's so dependable he and still he's just me. so interested yeah. in me. You know what I mean? He just wants to be with me. Yeah, but he's not. No. Because as we find out later. No, but we already girl. know. Two dates in. No, he's girl. not asked her what, he li- what she likes. Nope. He's not asked her a damn thing about her. Nope. And he, they're not doing anything that she even is remotely interested in. No. It's all him. And everything is totally generic, which will, when we get to her birthday, Yeah, but it's, it's very much like a, um, I am interested in you because you look good. Uh Uh-huh. So now she's getting into a limo. With her mother. With her mother. Which is fucking ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. And Robert gets in. Yeah. So they kind of flashes to the next thing. Which is cool because we also find out at the beginning of the movie that, the blockhead guy that she was dating for two years never met her mom. Yes. So I'm like, okay, oh. like third date, meet yeah. mom. Like, <laughs> okay, hey, that's a no, weird. I love you, mama, but no. Yeah. Um, but although, we find out why. <laughs> I did go on a first date once and the guy met my mom on my first date. Long story. We'll get there. Um, in, in Was it planned? Was we'll get it there supposed off, to happen? Off recording, huh? <laughs> was it supposed to happen? I'll tell you later. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> 
So this was Robert's idea, though, which is very cool. He's creative. He's taking them to Aria Speedwagon. Ah! So they're take, they're going to Aria Speedwagon concert. So, yeah. So because of his job, he had in on tickets yes. and. She had told him before when they were talking about Ario Speedwagon and she was making fun of him. She's like, well, it was my mom's favorite band. I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. I think she had told him that her mom had never been to a concert. Maybe, yeah. I don't know if that came out then or if it comes know. out now, but he figures, obviously it's her mom's favorite thing. Let me get in with the mom. Yeah. Right? Right. So I have I have three tickets and we're going to go to a concert and I'm going to pick you up in a limo. And I'm just like, hell yes. That I'm is down fun. with this. That is fun and it's thoughtful and it says that like... I paid you were attention talking to what you and said. I was listening. You know what I mean? Like all of these things I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, the dates with him are not what I like that I'm bringing you into. Yeah. It's very much a mutual. Yes. That, yep, yeah, ding, ding, ding. That's it. Yeah. So, um, and then what I thought was really hilarious is that, in the, so of course in the background they're playing Keep On Loving You, but it's not the REO Speedwagon version because Hallmark couldn't afford that. <laughs> So they can say Ario Speedwagon 79 times in this movie, yep. but they cannot play the actual song that we're talking about. Which is ridiculous. And let me just say that in the movie Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart, I don't know if you've seen this movie, and Adrian Grenier, which is it's one of my favorite movies that I like to watch. Like, it's almost like, you know how you just have those stupid favorite movies that you yes. love to watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like people love Clueless or whatever, right? That are just fun. If it's on, you want to watch it. Drive Me Crazy is one of those movies for me. And, like, they actually play the Ario Speedwagon song. They play Keep On Loving You, because that's also in that movie, like, when her and the sky are, like, you know, starting to like each other or whatever, and they're, like, cruising in the street, and that song comes on. And she gets him to sing it with her. Melissa Joan Hart, just got a shout-out to yeah, her. Yeah, we kind of love you. Hallmarky. Anyway. So, um, yeah, but they can't afford it in this movie. So, <laughs> so after this, then we start talking about her birthday's coming up. What I have is it's her birthday and her sister calls her at 6.30 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's a piece before where <laughs> Dr. Oh, Susie stop. is like, everything about the gift is important. Oh, jeez. To Susie. see if they actually spent time and blah, blah, blah. This is where she should have known. Mm-hmm. But I fucking hate her sister. <laughs> we hate this woman. So the sister calls her at 6.30 in the morning because she wanted to be the first to wish her happy birthday, which means her sister has no life oh my and is living completely vicariously. <laughs> through Cass. Although I do talk to my mom at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Which is fine if that's what y'all do. Right. Um, but your mom doesn't call you so that she can beat Jason telling you good morning. No, no, no. Because no, that that's, would be weird. That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> she has more so life she's, than that. She's running on the treadmill, even though it's gorgeous in Denver. She's mm-hmm. running on a treadmill. She gets a call from her sister. She gets a call from her mom. Okay, it's her birthday. We've established that. She goes to work. Mr. George comes in with like this obscene bouquet of lilies obscene obscene and gives it to her are you a lilies person i love lilies but i cannot have them in my house because they make me sneeze so much now if you have a good florist and florists be on notice if you do not snip off the pieces with pollen on them the the orange i'm forgetting the word for it i typically know the word for it Mm -hmm. but if you don't snip those off i will come and find you and i will bitch smack you (laughs) i'll bitch slap you because those make me so sick. But I love the look of them. I'm but just, you can't have wait. more than like six or seven without it overtaking everything. Hold on. I'm just imagining Robin like <laughs> driving up to local flower shops, walking in and just slapping floors to the face, getting back in her car and then on to the next one. Like, <sighs> I want to, can I come? Yes. I, you I, can come and videotape it. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. We'll have like I'm a real, whole YouTube session on it. Really not a violent person. 
but I have a vindictive personality. Mm-hmm. I never act. Well, rarely I do I act on it. <laughs> it's cold-blooded. Robert. Reagan is more cold-blooded than I am, for the record. <laughs> Probably. Um, anyway. <laughs> do you hear that very softly uh, admittance in the background there? Yes. What are you talking about? Um, anyway. But yes, so it is an obscene amount of flowers. Like I don't like 25 lilies. to 30 lilies. I don't like the way they smell. Splayed out. Yeah. I don't it's like It's just the, too much. After like, t- after a day and a half, they smell so, the, the it's, it's so It's strong pungent. after an hour. Which is why you need to snip those things off. Oh my God. It helps them. It's but crazy. yeah, they're just too much. It's too crazy. much. Anyway. So he comes back for like five minutes with these flowers and then he like leaves. Because he's so dry, you know, he's just like, happy birthday, meh, you know, and all the normal things. And she's things like all appreciative. Said. To me, which is like. I'll see you on Friday since we can't see you tonight. Right. Okay, and fine. how else? hard is it to bring somebody flat? Like, we'll get to that. Because when her I, sister, I can't. I'm kind of glad. Like, if someone's going to give you flowers, I think it's a very sweet gesture to actually take them yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, like, awkward. And and to me, not a creative gift at all not you know what I mean? not at all so um unless it's like you know it's her flower right you know it's the color you know she loves them like yes. if she's a huge flower person there's nothing wrong with of that course because i course. love flowers so feel free right but but it's also very generic and yes. and, and, and and by design right like a, a like but flowers was, are generic because if you don't know somebody that well that's a perfect gift to give them and if i dated someone on three dates mm-hmm. i wouldn't expect much more than no flowers. of course not but but so then he, so George has left and Robert shows up. Well, Robert shows up before George leaves. Did he? He's right behind him. <gasps> That's right. And I he's forgot. like, hey. There was a cross. And George like looks at him and is like, all right, uh, I'll let you get back to work. Because mm-hmm. obviously this guy is in here for work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, so he leaves and Robert's all like, hey, happy birthday. Just yeah. stop by to give you this. Yep. So he brings her a replacement iPod. But it's like the exact size and shape. So you know he had to look for it. You know yes. he eBayed that shit. And you know he paid a lot of money for it. Exactly. But he broke it. So he wanted to, you know. But I don't even think it was like a I break it, I replace it type thing. I think it was a I realize you're corny. Mm-hmm. I know you need this. Yeah. Because the kind of broke it. But. Yeah. Because if he was worried about just replacing it, he probably would have gotten her something that was yeah, more like a little shape. Yeah, but whatever. he wanted to. Yeah, exactly. So. Which and, is adorable. Which, and this was, so, okay, so this was good because it sparked a whole debate between her mom, sister, and her. So when we get to... Yeah, because they have to talk about it and analyze yeah. now. Well, because, so what we're doing now is we're taking the dater's handbook and her sister is like, or I don't know if we're, we're not Her sister's that part living yet. the freaking dater's handbook. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so we're having this crazy conversation back at like mom or sister's house, whichever one of them, about how she's dating them both. And what were the gifts that she got? Because I'm guessing this is like her birthday dinner or whatever I'm guessing. And um, so I thought it sparked an interesting debate about which was the better gift, you know? Yeah. Were the flowers more, you know, was it, was, was the flowers a better gift? Which her sister was like. Because flowers are seemingly more romantic than an iPod. Yes. That that being said. the whole thing, the romance factor. Yeah. Which, but Dr. Susie says no spark. So I don't understand how romance is important all of a sudden. Yeah, right. But flowers are more romantic, per se. Per se. Now, what I would have really loved if they wrote in this damn movie (laughs) is if that iPod was full of REO Speedwagon songs. Oh, my god! That would have taken that well over the top. Because that's like a mixtape, and that's the most romantic thing you can possibly do. I'm telling you, I kind of miss the 80s. In 19... Yeah, 89. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The 80s, the 90s, like mixtapes. Yes. Oh, my god. Tell me what song... Remind you. Now, I have had someone in my past 
or someone in the present, anyway, that has one song that I know that anytime he hears that song, he thinks about me. And I freaking love it. Yeah, that's good. Now every time he hears that song, I'm like, haha, I hope he listens to it every freaking day. <laughs> but it's romantic in a different way. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, for me, though, and so they had this the debate about... Yeah, because her sister's all like, yeah, flowers Flowers are more... Because are more romantic, so that's the better gift. And, it's and like, because technology, it's just technology. That's so, like, yeah. blase. But her mom's like, no, it was a practical gift that she can actually use and, like, flowers die, you know? Mm-hmm. This she'll have forever, you know, or until she breaks it again. <laughs> Run or it on he a breaks it again, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I put in here, OMG, I hate her fucking sister. Yeah, I hate her sister. Her sister is like the worst and i like that even her mom calls her sister out on Mm -hmm. being ridiculous yeah she's like what like you need to stop yeah i just have in my notes like why is she even dating george robert is the dude and we all know (laughs) why is this even hard (laughs) we all know this but then Um, we get to the birthday dates these are even more important than the gifts right but well because so what 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 they decide at this particular checklist you know yes they decide her mom her sister and her decide Okay, fine. The way we're going to break this, like, who, who's right, is to take the handbook and do the checklist. So you're going to go on dates with these guys. You're going to date them both. Because her mom's like, you're dating both of these guys. Someone's going to This doesn't hurt. seem fair. Like, you've got to pick one of them, right? That's the only right thing to do. And her sister's like, okay, let's do the checklist with the book. And so date them both for another week. Whatever you do, let's write it down. Let's rate it out on these, like, various factors that, like, Dr. Susie has set up for us. And then that's how we'll decide who you're going to continue to date. Yes, this is very... I will say, mom's skeptical. (laughs) Yes. But whatevs. Yeah. She'll she'll go along with it, though. But her sister makes all the decisions. Oh, yeah. About the checklist. Absolutely. No, if you're going to do a checklist, it needs to be about you. Because her sister is, again, like Robin has said, vicariously living through... uh, Markle here and just really gross about it. So anyway, mm-hmm. let's keep it moving. So they go on two dates. Oh, jeez. What's the date with George? I didn't the even quartet. write it down. Oh, yeah. He takes her to go listen to music, but string band, string quartet. At least he does decide like it's not all Bach and Tchaikovsky. Yeah, it's it's like famous movie themes. Yeah. So it's somewhat more relatable. So I think he's getting to the point that okay, he needs to be more relatable to win her over. Yeah. But I, still, I also I took still it, feel it was pretentious. It yeah, and it also, I also took it though as, like, listen, if you're gonna bring me to a quartet, don't assume that I can't sit here and listen to Beethoven or Bach or whatever. You oh know? yeah, it was definitely down. It felt a little condescending. Yeah, like if I'm gonna go with this stupid checklist not even the checklist but if i'm gonna go with what this book apparently says about making sure he gives you attention he's not giving her any attention because it's what he wants right okay maybe it's a little bit more in line with something she'd like but and also we're gonna sit here in silence and watch other people do things instead of us having real interactions and talking or or having an opportunity to touch or to you know and i'm not saying that you need we need to go back to my place but i'm just saying like like, i don't know if there's something yeah exactly and we're not getting a chance to do that because we're sitting here watching people play instruments which is a beautiful thing maybe a little bit deeper into the dates maybe maybe Unless you don't want to touch them, I mean, then it's I a perfect date. I get that people go to movies and stuff. I mean, whatever. It's fine. But then Robert <laughs> takes her to a yes. diner, like yes. a dive bar diner, which totally is awesome. dive bar diner. They sit at the bar. The uh, waiter guy has no idea what's happening. No. He can't even handle the quick wit going between the two. Because yeah. they, they just are back and forth, and I love that. It's beautiful. That is what I need. It is beautiful. In life. 
So, um, but, <laughs> but as always, and even, even as we start this one, she orders a steak salad and he orders the wings. Yeah. But he tells her, yeah, like, you're not eating my food. I love this. Like you're ordering this, but I know you're going to want the wings. Like chick, if you eat my wings, it's going to be strike three on that one. <laughs> yeah. And it literally quite was. Quite was. Because they didn't know what was on the wings. It was five flavored wings. They were apparently crazy. And of course she dipped into his wings as soon as they came out. Yeah. Well, she eyed them up a little bit. <laughs> she did. And then it's, he kind of gave her the, the body language go ahead, but I'm going to make fun of you for this yeah. for the rest of our lives. To the point where he just put the damn basket between them. Yeah. Yeah. Have some wings. Yeah. I knew but you were going to do She eats one, this. then she eats two, she eats part of her salad, and then all of a sudden... Like, shit goes wrong. Yes. She's wobbling. Even the waiter's like, you look green. I'm going to go get you a wet towel. I don't know what's happening. She stands up and then she falls over. But the best part of this, the hokey, hokey, hokey part of this that I love <laughs> is that as she falls, like, her plate lands on her. And so she's got this red splotch on this white shirt, like, right around her kidney. And her arm goes up, too. <laughs> she's up. falling. And... And Robert's down around her, but he's still holding his utensils. So he's holding a knife. And the waiter is like, oh my god, he's down her. Like, the waiter was fucking hysterical. This was so great. Because he was such a local yokel. I was watching this. and So Robin and I were watching this movie separately, like, around the same time. She was 30 minutes apart. Probably about 30 minutes, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, the wings part. And, like, she's like, yes, (laughs) we were dying. I was so dying at this. Best part of the movie, hands down. But these Um, were totally like champagne and beer dates you know what i mean it was yes. like now just to point out just so we know she did fall over because the wings had honey in them yes. and no one knew it so robert didn't know but of course they've been on like three dates right but um he also didn't know they didn't tell them what was in the wings they right. just said five flavored or whatever i don't know i have allergies man i check all that shit yeah. but um but yeah, so she goes into basically anaphylaxis <laughs> and they have to take her to the hospital yeah. and then the end of the date is him coming in and, you know, dropping her off after they've been at the hospital. She has the hospital bracelet on. Yeah, she has to say thank you for riding in the ambulance with me at yes. the end of their day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Never, totally embarrassing and cool. Yes. And all she wants to do is go and act like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Because she is horribly embarrassed. Yeah. And he's like, I want to stay with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not for any other reason than I'm really worried. Like, we just left the hospital. Right. I don't want to leave you alone. Yeah. And she's like, Aah. he's like, I'll stay on the couch. Like, seriously, this is all about making sure you're OK. But a big thing in the book is about respecting boundaries. Yes. So they show the end. of. So this is just to juxtapose. They show the end of the George date where George, um, like she says something like I would have in- I would invite you up. But some, you know, she yeah, gives some, some excuse. excuse and he's like. It's cool whenever you're ready. So it's just to show, like, George really respects her boundaries. Yeah, but she leans in and he gives her a hug. Yes. <laughs> like a holy awkward hell. It was so crazy, the hug. And she was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. And then, so now to the date with Robert, and he's kind of like pushing, his pushing the issue to stay over. But she did leave the hospital. She absolutely, like, there's nothing gross I would have been it. like, if I didn't want it to, I'd be like, you know what, I'm calling my mom. Yes. Yes. If you really didn't want him to spend yeah. the night. Or, you know what, I'll drive over to my mom, or you can drive me over, you can follow me to my mom's house, and then I'll stay there. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Right? Cool. So, um, so he ends up staying over, and then... He, he falls asleep on a bench. Yes. And he gets up in the morning, and he writes her a, a, a nice note, but just letting her know that he's gonna go, and he'll call her later, or whatever. Yeah. 
the There's dog a post-it note. knocks down the he puts a post-it note on a lamp on a on a what do you tiny call it? little lamp yeah some lamp you know the the thin part of the lamp the floor lamp a floor lamp yeah and he puts the post-it note obviously that's gonna fall off <laughs> yeah the dog hits it with the tail once boom yes the note is now under the couch so she wakes up and he's not there yeah and she's womp, like oh womp. he just left which I feel like. In today, like in 2018, in, in May of 2018, oh, yeah. I would have just texted him and been like, what happened to you? You know what I mean? And then he would have been like, oh, I wrote you a note. You didn't see it? Oh, no, I didn't see your note. Like, that would have been yeah. the end of the confusion. Or he would have texted her instead of leaving a note falling off of a lamp. Yeah, end of confusion, end of judgment. Just send yeah. a text. Yeah. And Communication this, is key, people. I think this movie is, what, 2016 or something? I, I feel like know. texting was still on and cracking. But anyway. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Um, we have to push the story along in a stupid way. So that made her yeah. that made her feel like, uh, is he just like an up and leave type of person? Like, I, don't I think know. she only feels it because she has to tell. She's telling her mom and her sister about the dates. That's mm-hmm. how we find out about them to go through the checklist. And so her sister's being so overly critical that I feel like she's being more critical than she would typically be. Yeah. Because she has to be. Right. Because sister's, like, on it. Yeah, they're analyzing but, every piece. But sister wants George to win. Yeah. And is so making it so that George wins. Mm-hmm. And what? mom wants Robert to win. Like, mom is all about Robert winning. Like, she friended him on Facebook already. That's how he knew it was her birthday, because <laughs> her mom told him. And I'm like, okay. Overbearing, but kind of cute. No, so cute. I can't even remember why the sister likes George so much, but she just does. Because he's suave, and she's... She's a bloated pregnant woman. <laughs> she just wants champagne. She just she's Which I miserable. Can get with that. I can get with that. She's miserable. So yeah, um, they're talking about this, and basically the sister goes through the checklists, and George wins. But yep. Cass is gonna go make a decision, and all we see is her calling someone and mm-hmm. like telling him over the phone, because that's classy. Yeah, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And then, yeah. I do say, like, one of the next scenes is her sister's son's birthday party. So her nephew's birthday party. It's dinosaur-themed. So you know so Robert cute. would have been all about it. Oh. Um, but they don't know who she picked until she brings the guy. And I don't even remember the setup for this, but her... Cass's brother-in-law makes some kind of comment about romance TV. Uh, TV made... Made-for-TV movie. Like, yeah. a, I'm just, like... At least they're... At least they're making fun of they're themselves. They're making fun of themselves. Yes, yes. Good job, Hallmark. Um, for once. Um, but, yeah. So, okay. What's hilarious, though... So, she brings George to the party. He's clearly a fish out of water at this child's birthday party. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't know what to do with he himself. no idea what to do with his hands. So, like... <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. He's in a, he's in the sweater vest pulled over oh, the button down. The sw- yeah. Like there's nothing casual about this guy in any way, shape yeah. or form. He fixes her plumbing in another scene in like a three piece suit. What the but, fuck? And she's also though at this kid's birthday party, I feel like a little bit overdressed. Probably because she has to be because she's with George. She's with George. Right. So he walks in. If Robert was there, she'd have like a hot dog t-shirt on <laughs> with some stain on it and been like... What up? Wiping mustard out of the corner of her mouth. Like, yes. yo, I'm here. Um, but yeah, so like her her dumbass brother-in-law makes a comment about like, oh, so because he meets you George. Won. You won. Of all the suitors, you won. And they're like, what the fuck? Shut up, dude. And so George is looking confused. And she's like, he's dumb. Like she does like a cuckoo face. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Like he's, you know, yeah. like he's smoking or whatever. And um, it was just like so dumb. It was just... Again, it's like they have to poke fun at 
the guy who is like the dad in the scenario or whatever. This yes. goes back to like many podcasts ago when like I was mentioning. They always have how, to make them idiots. Yeah, they always have to make the guy who is actually committed and like in a in a he's married relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. that he's like dumb. You know, like he's the one who like says everything, t- says too much, puts his foot in his mouth. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what he did. And I you think know? the sister kind of thinks of him that way. Yes. Yes. Like, I married an idiot. Yeah. That's why he's wearing the ladybug costume. It's a strawberry <laughs> costume. Whatever it's a it was. strawberry. Sorry, it was a strawberry costume over Skype, and she's not in it. Yeah. Because she wears the pants in the family. Yeah. Anyway, it was just irritating. Um, and her mom is so, like, hashtag unimpressed with George. <laughs> she's just like, I miss Robert. Yeah. She, it's all over her face. She's like, I hate this guy. It is in every one of her movies. And she's like, well, he's uncomfortable because he's meeting all these people and it's a kid's birthday party, so I'll bring him over for dinner later. And she's like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. So, um, I don't, the dino pinata, who cares? I feel like we can go There are all these that. things. We He yeah. did some kind of plumbing thing. She made a joke about tires. Yes. And it became this big deal because he's an insurance. They have, I'm just glancing over a lot of this stuff. Because well, at this point, I don't think it even cares. And then what's hilarious, but, but one thing about that, though, is that it's all about, like, he's reliable, he's dependable. Like, look, George is over here fixing my sink. And then he didn't even fix it. In the I end. know, it sprays it. was it. still broken. Because he's an idiot. At that point, I'm just boy bye. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can- We've had this conversation. If I know how to use the tools more than you do, we're yeah. done. You gotta go. You got to go. Um, so we get we get back to Robert, who's basically just been living his life ever since she made that yeah, decision. Yeah, it's this Chinese lantern thing that he's he's prepping. Yeah, he's got hey fat choy. Yeah, he's getting uh, his car fixed. She's got to go get these tires now because mm-hmm. George made some big ass deal about it. Right, right, right. Um, so. so they run into each other. She tries to avoid him. But he calls her on it. And I love the fact that he calls her on it. Well, and for me, this part was like, okay, so hold on a damn minute. Your whole thing is that, I want a guy who's mature. I want a guy who owns up to shit. I want a guy who's going to be there and be dependable. And then the first thing you do when you see a guy that you dated that you dumped, you made that decision. You try to run from him? Oh, hail to the no, girl. You better get your freaking big girl pants on and say hi and yeah. be a woman. Hey, how you doing? Stop being 12. Well, and he calls her on it. Yeah, so he runs I up know. to her and he's like, no, you're not going like, to do no, this. You are not going to run from me. I was like, that's right, Robert. You get it. I love it. Get it. Get it. Um, <laughs> Stupid shit. And they, of course, they're small talk. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you know, there's a bowling alley. Let's go bowling. Yep. And she's like, no. So, and. I like, too, that when they're talking, she's being very honest with mm-hmm. him. She's yes. like, listen, I'm just, I got in over my head. I'm, I'm too worried about this thing. Yeah. And I, I got caught in the middle. And, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally cool. And he obviously appreciates that. And he's yeah. like, let's go bowling since we're waiting for a car. And at this moment, the guy with the car <laughs> comes out. <laughs> I mean, the bit pieces they have in this movie are hysterical. They're so funny. The guy that, like, runs the, the dealership comes out to tell Robert his car is done. And Robert does the whole, like, hands around his neck, like, <laughs> shut up. And the guy goes, it's going to take a couple more hours and turns around and goes away. And it was brilliantly yes. played. And she even knows because she has the look on her face like, like yeah, all I, right. yeah, okay, let's go bowling. Fine. Whatever. Um, and so, of course, he orders food and she doesn't. So oh she's, like, all gosh. over it. Again, this whole thing with he orders fries. <laughs> and he's like... No, and and now he's like, no, we're not dating. You actually cannot have any of my fries. <laughs> Which is what he should have been like the whole damn time. <laughs> Robin! Don't touch my fry. I wouldn't even bowl for those fries. I'd be like, no, I'm going to go order your own. Exactly. 
Because I want all of this. So, um, and this is, it's like the cutest scene. So then he starts bowling with the fries in his hand because he doesn't want her to eat his fries. He doesn't want to put them down. Yeah. And then they make this whole, like, we're going to bowl for the fries. Mm -hmm. And so he starts playing defense and jumps in front of her, which I think is hysterical. Like, they had an amazing date without being a date. So much fun. So much fun. Long story short, they get close to each other. (gasps) She ends up. They kiss each other. She freaks out like, oh my God, I can't do this. This isn't right. And leaves. So bravo for her morality kicking in. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, But I did put in all capital letters, he should totally not share those fries. No, absolutely. I was totally with him on that. Like, nope. If Mm -hmm. we're dating, sure. I'll let you have a wing. We're not dating? No, you can't have my fries. You can have whatever you want if we're dating and I like you. Absolutely. But you still need to ask. You can have a lot of things. Um, so Preferably. <laughs> well, I won't go there. We all know where my mind's Y'all going. Y'all know where we're at. Um, <clears throat> so dinner with mom and George. So now this is where George is coming to dinner with mom. She it was is, a clusterfuck. Oh my gosh. She is hashtag so unimpressed. <laughs> well, because she's trying to talk to him and he, he can't talk to her. And then so mom is just like, all right, we're going to play this game. What do you guys have in common? Yep. And they can't answer. Cannot name one thing. But the best part of this whole scene is he brings desserts, desserts, fancy desserts, and she puts one for her mother and then one on a plate for them to share. He puts it down in front of him. She doesn't have anything on her plate. She leans in to get a bite and he's like, oh no, I brought enough for everybody. (laughs) No, that would be me. He's never going to survive with her. No. <laughs> not for one like, meal. Like, how do you not know this? Not one meal. And and just after everything with Robert, she's probably like, yeah. I mean, that's a slap and that's salt in the damn wound. Yeah, that was that. And, it was and mom really, is like, mm-hmm. And it was really the nail in the coffin, honestly. Like, the, there was plenty of nails in that coffin from the get-go. Please. Right, it was the final one. But like, seriously. Sister wasn't, sister child wasn't there. Sister child. <laughs> to intervene and be like the little... The angel good, on her shoulder. Good, good conscience on her shoulder because her sister is not a good conscience. No, just boring conscience. It's not good conscience. It's just boring. Um, but mom was totally spot on. Yes. I'm glad that we had a real mom in the movie that yes. wasn't killed off. It was great. And so what was good, too, is that, and I don't remember, did George leave or did he go to the bathroom or something? But she's like, you know, her mom says to her, you know, this is really honestly less about George. Like, kind of George is who he is. And that's yeah. fine. There's nothing wrong with George being George who he is. George isn't being fake, but, but you are. You're being fake. Exactly. Are you being genuine? And that was great. That was, like, that was the yeah, question that cracked it into her mind that, like, shit, I am, like... Well, I think she yeah. needed it because her sister is kind of egging her on in this disingenuous way. Absolutely. And her yeah. mom's like, cut the shit. Like, or she's just... Her sister's trying to convince her that she wants this boring life. And it's terrible. And she does it. Um, so now she but takes... But I love what Cass does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she takes George to mini golf. She basically redo- redoes the great date she had with Robert with mm-hmm. George to see how it stacks up. Exactly. And it so does not. Perfect. This is the perfect experiment, though. She so even gets in the way, like she did with George, or with Robert. Yes. And, she, like, intervenes. Yeah, she intervenes. tries to curve his ball off the, you know, like, she tries to get in the way of his ball getting into the... She makes the same jokes. Same jokes. Everything. Yes, the whole thing. It's great. Wah, wah. And unfortunately, he has a stick so far up his ass that there's he just, just can't do it. There's no taking that thing out. <laughs> but and here's the part that like really pisses me off about all of this mm-hmm. is they're there, they're talking, and she finally comes clean and is like, "Yeah, we can't do this anymore yeah. because you don't know anything about me because I'm being fake and yeah, blah blah blah." But he's like, "You know, I just I can learn to like the things you like because I care about you." And he's, he starts to say that he's falling in love with her, and she cuts him off. And I'm like, thank God, because he doesn't... How no. how in his mind can he think he's falling in love with someone that 
he can't laugh with. Little honey child, yeah. That he hasn't been able to speak to, that he's constantly being defensive and or condescending. Like, there is no chemistry, and how can he even act like there is? George is basically, like, a guy who you can... She checks the boxes. Well, and it feels like he's, even for himself, he feels like maybe he's running out of time. And he Maybe. needs to find somebody, and he's never been able to. Because and he knows he's, she's going to impress people. Yeah, and because he's boring, and and I feel bad, right? Like, there's plenty there of people plenty like George of boring in the world. Women. Yeah, well, and there's plenty of people like George in the world, right? But, like, there is somebody for him. It's not her, though. And stop no. trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And that's exactly no. what's happening You can there. appreciate the square peg mm-hmm. being all square. Yeah, but you need to find a square hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that but could be know, arranged. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. Anyway. What's hilarious, though, next scene, is that Dr. Susie is now writing, or has written, a divorce book. Yeah. How to reclaim yourself after divorce. Honey, I could write that a whole lot better than you can. (laughs) Robin! Oh. Yeah. We both could. Because, because... As you know, I'm going through what's becoming a very public divorce. And I'm like, yeah, because you married the boring-ass guy, and you told everybody that he was a boring-ass guy, and that's what you wanted. No guy likes to hear that. No. It is emasculating. Women as a whole. Yes. Public service announcement. Stop, Stop emasculating, emasculating your, your man. man. Yes. <laughs> you wonder why they cheat. You wonder why they run away. You yes. wonder why. And I'm not saying if a guy cheats on you, I'm not saying that that's your fault. I'm no, just saying, no. like. And it's not always the reason that you've been emasculating him that he cheated. No. Sometimes he's just a dick. Yeah. But there like, are a lot of those out there. <laughs> and he can't but, keep his hands. When you emasculate your man and they feel like nothing, they will find something to make them feel like a man again. Absolutely. Whether it's a dangerous hobby, whether it's some person. kind of new job, or of it's course. a new person, whether it's male or female, or friends, or something. They will do something to reclaim their masculinity. Absolutely. Just like we will do whatever we can to reclaim our femininity. Because I will tell you, it flips the other side too. Absolutely. Like, if you don't make your woman feel like an actual woman, yeah. she's she's finding another hobby Kiss she's finding another man she's finding something mm-hmm. we just need to start being a little bit more respectful people yes and ultimately that's what it's about right is just being respectful of your partner you know yes. and it's why not all do about people, you get yeah, off your damn high horse why do people feel this need to like like be the one that wears the pants. Like, why can't I don't we... want to wear the pants. I wear it enough during the week. Yes. Like, can I just come home and put I on a damn skirt without pants. any underwear and have I... you enjoy that? Okay, great. Great, great stuff. All right. Sorry. Yes. Um, no, Reagan definitely. It's a lot. So just, I want to, I want to not have to do that all the time. And I, yeah. strong I really... women don't want to have to run everything all the damn time. Yeah. And if you make that, the date, if you're that strong and you're that capable, you don't need to, to you don't be overbearing all the time. Yeah. You know, it's not, a there's thing. a balance. So anyway, it's time for the Lantern Festival. Whoop, whoop. Because there's always a festival in one of these because damn movies. Because <laughs> she breaks up, obviously, with George. Yes. She's a little down. Her sister, I, I feel like it's her sister's way of saying, hey, I'm sorry, mm. invites her to the Lantern Festival. Which, of course, you know, mom's all over Facebook and knows Robert's going to be there. So it's oh, totally planned. And guess what, sister? You don't need to invite somebody to a Lantern Festival. Like, it's for everybody. <laughs> wow, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get that she was inviting her to well, go with them, but I'm just saying. Yeah. We'll come pick you up to make sure you don't run away. Anyway, Sorry. they're there. Everything's light and happy. Mm-hmm. You see Robert. Her mom's all like, look, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I know what I want now. And then she starts running through these Chinese dragons that are dancing. Like, what the? Like, go around them. Yes. <laughs> you know, they have a routine that they practiced. Okay? Yes. We, You're ruining that. Please stop. It's not okay. 
Okay. I love. You're I, like. I, I'm one of those dragons. I would have tripped her and then stopped <laughs> like you, bitch. <laughs> Get off of this. Anyway. This is our performance this that is our you're performance. ruining. Yes. Yeah, but okay. this is a Hallmark movie, so you don't matter. No, because you're ethnic. Of some sort. That's true. Because this is a like Chinese uh, New Year festival. So. <laughs> yeah, we done. We we done. Um, you're just so, color in the background. Of course, as she's chasing after him, after Robert, when she sees him, they have to start playing the REO Speedwagon. Of course, <laughs> but it's fake brilliant. Version. The fake version. The the Hallmarky version. Can't afford it. And she like um, she like runs into him, and like he's letting the lantern go. Yes, there's something big tradition. about getting there before he lets the lantern go. I don't. I I wasn't paying attention to that point. Right. But it's. I feel like she fell on him. Or ran into him. She kind of ran into him a little bit, yeah. And then he it, like kind of bumped him, and he and he, he let, let his go. lantern go, which is cool. And he's he's cool with it. He doesn't care. He's like, all right, he's fine with it. I'm down with this. Yeah. And so he she says something like, "I was focusing in on the um, wrong things, the wrong and... things. I was following all these guidelines instead of getting to know you." Um, and then she says, "You know, I'm so sorry that like I I made you let your lantern go." And he says, um, "He says that's all right because." I'm holding on to you. <laughs> yes. Corny, yet I would totally have melted. But they both, but what's great about it though is that in a norm, in like a different Hallmark movie, they would have just let that go. And then he says to her, uh, too cheesy. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, like, yes, yeah. but they don't care. And then they kiss. And it's very cute. It's very cute ending. And then there's the corny ass fireworks that don't even look like real fireworks. No, they like, come look on, people. real second rate. So on the whole, cheesiness. Five out of five. Five out of five on the cheese. Yeah, for sure. And they even call it out, so yeah. we're good with that. We're fine. Um, um, chemistry, I think, is great between her and Robert. Yeah. Pitiful between her and George. Yes, yes. Um, I can. I think that this is very believable, because yeah. I think that there are some women that are either desperate themselves or are pushed into it. Okay, sure. And that's why these books sell. All right. Because so. they're out there. Let's give it a four or five on believability. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there are really cute Park and Rec directors out there, just saying. <laughs> that's believable, too. Yeah, and there's some really boring ass. Uh, oh know, my god, stuffy people! I don't know, executives. Oh, stereotypes. Um, I think they poke fun at some stereotypes more than they actually encourage it, but they definitely do the whole. The woman isn't as successful as she could be because she's single. Yes, that was the probably the biggest one. That was the most glaring for me. Is that like, yeah, we just totally ignored all her su- success, but she's like this pitiful person that we're trying to help through the whole movie because she doesn't have a man. And and what are you really looking for? Like that stability and stuff. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And and we didn't bring it up then because we we're trying to get through it. But I will bring it up now, and that is the assistant. Yeah. When she talks to the assistant toward the end of the movie, the assistant's like. Oh, yeah. Saw her with a book. And she's like, I didn't peg you for that. And she's like, well, but I saw it and, you know, I thought if it worked for you. And she goes, that was a gag gift. Yeah. She's like, my husband is not reliable and, like, well, I don't think she said he wasn't reliable. But well, he, she did it say, wasn't like, steady. you never know if he's going to show up. Yeah, you never know what Which he's going to do, but that makes things exciting. And she's cool with yeah. that. Well... <laughs> It depends. I mean, maybe she they don't have that. kids yet, but yeah, he's got to pick up by six. But anyway, <laughs> wow. All right. Um. So yeah, but I I think that was kind of cool too because that give gave her another. It's not just her sister. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, diversity. Yeah, I mean, they point f- two. They f- yeah, point two. They fell down on this one because I'm sorry. The like, Asian guy was a screw up. Yeah, the Asian guy was a screw up. Like her sister. If we're supposed to believe maybe that her dead dad was black. <laughs> yeah. They had a lot more explaining to do. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. Then we would have needed to know or that this was our half sister, heavy Italian, or Hispanic, or something, some kind of something. 
but like her sister was stark white lily white just like her mom was lily white so like like just like the ethnic factor and how people like i just don't understand like what hallmark is trying to do here like they're just trying to make us believe that Meghan markle is not a biracial person and biracial people are just if they could have done something more with they're that. out there um and they're Anyway, I don't know. It maybe just would have been hard for casting. I don't know. So, how many champagne flutes? I mean, for me, it was like a three. Again, I wouldn't watch it again, but... I would give it a four only for the, um, the, 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 uh, wing scene at the diner was hysterical. Oh, God, that was so funny. That was really funny. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in a Hallmark movie, so that'll bump it up to a four for me. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It wasn't the worst one I've seen. No. Cool. So now, Markle season is officially over. She walked down the aisle yesterday, so we will take a break from our regularly scheduled program to talk about the wedding. The wedding. Which I was a little disappointed in in some ways. What? Yeah. It was everything for me. Okay, go through it. I all of it. I got up at four in the morning, I turned on BBC, and I watched the entire morning of coverage. I enjoyed every single moment of it. I liked... I, like, I felt like it moved along well enough, too. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I wasn't waiting. Even with getting up that early, I didn't feel like I was, like, waiting and waiting and waiting for things to happen. Like, I feel like the coverage was pretty good. And I don't know. Like, they, tons of other places covered it, so I don't know what their coverage looked like. And I was kind of mad at myself for not watching Gail cover it, because I freaking love Gail King. CBS <laughs> this morning, shout out. Um, but I just felt like BBC would be more legit. Um, they had all these people on that were coming to the wedding that were part of the charities that Harry is, you know, Mm -hmm. involved with. And I just thought that was really cool. So they were interviewing those people. And then as we started watching some of the people arrive for the wedding, we got to see Idris Elba, which is just like, he's fine as hell. He's so delicious. Um, and (laughs) his girlfriend, I will say very pretty. Mm -hmm. What the hell? She was wearing a bag. Yeah. She did look like she had a Gucci bag on. Like, like, I feel like you could have done something like, well. It was a little odd, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. Clooney, though, and and um, Amal. Amal. Oh, Amal, my gosh. Yeah. She Gorgeous. was... Oh, that gold against her olive was just everything. Yes. And that hat. Oh, crisp. I love everything about them. So crisp. Everything about them. Yeah, everything about them is wonderful. Um, and yeah, and I like that the, nice there was a, a picture, and the caption was, International Human Rights Lawyer Amal Clooney... Um, with her that. husband. Yes. And I'm like, thank you. I saw that. Thank you. I saw that. I was like, That yes. made me feel good. Thank you. Not George Clooney with his wife, Amal. Like, please. Yeah. Um, what else? And then um, just like the lead up, you know, mm-hmm. with like following um, Megan and her mother in the car from the hotel to, you know, um, St. George's Chapel was really cool. You know, we got to see, you know, them in the car together. And I love those photos of them in the car together. Yeah, you could tell her mom was very emotional. Oh, and my in gosh. It. And yeah, and just, you could tell she was almost, like, nervous, too, you know. Um, she, she almost looked like a deer in headlights sometimes, um, which I think anybody would look like. Um, well, yeah, yeah, you're going from, from California. Yes. To, to royal wedding. To royal wedding. Is a bit much. Yes, you are. This is definitely a culture shock, uh, mm-hmm. if anything. So, and it sounds like she'd been there for several days before, mm-hmm. you know, probably just getting like up to speed on this is what you do and let's yeah. get you fitted and what you're going to wear and all that other kind of, cause I'm sure and they like. I think like, that's the thing, like gorgeous color on her. I just felt like, really? What? I felt like her mom's outfit was just kind of like, Meh. And yeah. I think th- Cause the big thing they made, they made a big deal about the mother of the bride's hat, 
when Kate and William were getting married. Because it's like the mother of the bride picks everything and is like the showstopper beside the bride. Okay. And then, so I remember them talking about that the whole time and how Catherine's mother's hat was like, and they talked about all this other stuff. Yeah. And then, like, her mom comes out with just this little thing. And I'm like, I thought that that was a big, I thought that was a big deal. So I was expecting a little bit more. Gotcha. That being said. Yeah. The only thing, and, and when she gets out of the car, like, where'd she go? Like, there's no pictures of her mm-hmm. mom and her, aside from in the car. Right. And then, like, all of a sudden her mom's up front. Not in the first row, in the second row, but she's up front. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with this. I don't understand this, because this was different before, but okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And I didn't get up at 4 a.m. to watch William and Kate, so I don't know. I don't know all the See, I did. comparisons. Yeah. So, um, but no, and then, obviously, you know, as she comes up and and does her her aisle walk you know her veil was freaking gorgeous that was and i love how she had like all 58 of the commonwealth flowers like sewn Mm -hmm. into her veil i thought that was beautiful um and And then bouquet was all diana's favorite flowers out of diana's garden beautiful um all these touches the fact that they had a seat for diana that was empty which i Mm -hmm. thought next to william which i thought was really cool um yeah, I mean, just her walk up and then, you know, Charles meeting her halfway and walking the rest. I thought that was really nice. I thought that was a good nod because I feel like there's so much conspiracy or confusion surrounding her dad. Like, yes. was it that he was really sick or was it this game that they were playing? Either way, like, her half-siblings si- could have been a hell of a lot more supportive. And if you don't want to be supportive, then keep your damn mouth shut. Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't about just you. opportunistic, gross people. Yeah. But I, I feel like... It was a nice nod to say, okay, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, but yet my nod to you guys is this piece, I will let you, I will ask you to walk me in front of your friend, Mm -hmm. your family and your royal, the royalty. I'll let you do that. And that's totally cool. I like that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And I like that they were accepting of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they force it on her, who knows, but I just feel like it, it... was also, I think, very gentlemanly of Charles to yes. say, hey, you're not going to have to do this all by yourself. Right. You may want to, and that's cool, but you don't have to. Right. And therefore, the halfway, which I think yeah. was cool. And he didn't give her away. Mm-hmm. He just walked her up, and then he went and sat down. Yes, yes. She gave herself away, damn it. Yeah, that's right. And absolutely. And so. her mama all tearing up. Oh, it was so cute. Yeah. I don't think we did the who gives this this woman at my own wedding. I mean, my mom walked me down the aisle, so I don't know. I don't remember if we did that or not. I can't remember if we said that or not, but... I'm pretty sure I did. I don't yeah. know. I cried through most of my wedding, yeah. so I don't remember. Oh, jeez. And then, of course, there's, like, the, the sort of the 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 look given around the world, or the, the lip bit around the world, which is when she gets up there, and he says to her, you look amazing, bites his lip, and then says, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Which was like... Hell yes. Oh, my Thank God. You. She is popping a baby out in, like, <laughs> nine months. For real. She got pregnant last night. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Um, no, I, I see I see them like starting they look a family like they're in love. instantly. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the smiling. All but it was of the cute. just like long looks. William and Kate are very kind of prim and proper mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. I don't yeah. think Kate was always like that, but I think she's they just have a different way about them. Yeah. And they were cute in their own right, too. Mm-hmm. But I think they were just, like, unabashedly. They were, like... It was so funny when you're looking at them and they're trying to focus mm-hmm. because they know everyone's watching and they're trying to be regal. Yeah. But then they would, like, cut out of it. Yes. Yeah. No. And I think you're right. Like, William... I mean, he's actually for real in line for the throne. So, like, 
he has to be a certain way. And I'm sure he's always been groomed and... And that um, seems to his personality, too. Exactly. He, and he, Yeah, of course, of the two. But I wonder how much of it is, nature, is, is, is nurture versus nature, right? Because when you are actually going to be king, like, for real, like people treat you differently and you probably have to act differently Mm -hmm. than Harry, who the pressure's off of him, you know, and yes, he's a Royal. And so he has to keep up some of those, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, there's still traditions. some of the motions. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's not really a contender at all. So he really just gets to and be a rich guy, be. you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah. and he can marry the half black girl and whatever. I don't know if William had fallen in love with Meghan Markle. I don't know how that would look. You know what I mean? Well, and, 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 and we don't know. I mean, the fact that he got to marry who he wanted. Yes. And it wasn't someone who was picked out for him. Right. It was someone he picked. Right. I think was good. That he got to kind of have more say in who he married, as opposed to Charles did not. Otherwise, right. Charles would have married Camilla at the beginning. Exactly, yeah. Um, I also think it's the firstborn. Part of that is firstborn birth order. Because totally. Because firstborns are always a little bit more responsible and, well, not that Harry isn't, or that non-firstborns aren't responsible, but they tend to be um, a lot more uh, timid and yeah, reserved controlled. and things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think... I don't know about Kate's brother if he's older than her or not. I don't know either. Yeah, I know she's older than Pippa, but I don't know what. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what birth order she is. But... And Harry's very much a youngest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's got that. Just like I'm a chill over here, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna act up over here, and you know, I'm cute, so it's mm-hmm. cool, you know. So. Yeah, but, um, and then all the things that they added to the wedding, you know, all of the, like, you know, the the reverend who did the sermon, and I don't know, I'm losing his name right now, I can't remember it, but um, he was so lively and energetic, and it was very much like, you know, like, he was taking people to church, you know what I mean? And I well, was... Well, he was gonna use his, his pulpit. Yeah, and I was ready to go. I was following him, you know what I mean? Because he was talking about the power of love, and how love has to, you know, love is the way, and, you know, love is the only way, or whatever it was, and it was mm-hmm. just like... Martin Luther King. Yes, lots of Martin Luther King, lots of, you know, he talked about slavery, and he, ta- you know, he brought it all to the, to the people, and... I think some of them English people were probably like, what the fuck is this? But <laughs> Well, the other thing I read afterwards was that he was only supposed to talk for two minutes. Oh, God. And he talked for 15. Oh, God. So they were all annoyed in, oh. in a way. Like, the the body language people came out and were like, well, the queen wasn't happy, neither was Philip. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but they're they're aging and they're probably like, come on. This yeah. is already long enough. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think it ways. had anything to do with his message. Right. Because I don't think that she would be there if they disagreed with anything that he said. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. But, but um, uh, I felt bad for, for Kate only because I'm thinking to myself, I remember when I just had a kid and all that milk was in and how painful those boobs are. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. oh, she's probably like, I need to get out of here. I hope she pumped right before she got there. Oh, <laughs> I hope so too. But I think the ceremony only lasted an hour. I mean, I think it was still on. Everything seemed to be on schedule, at least the, in the way that the schedule was written. Um, yeah, and see, I don't, I don't, yeah, I didn't look that up enough. Yeah, because they got married at noon. Reverend Bishop Michael Curry. There we go. Yeah, he. <laughs> the headline. He took me to royal church. wedding. Reverend Bishop Michael Curry upstages Meghan Markle. I, I don't know about that. Okay, like, geez, media, like, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just stop trying to make stuff like sensational for the. Yes. You know. The other thing too. So, did you see Pippa? Have you seen like the memes of her in Where the she Arizona? <laughs> The I speak like mimics the Arizona I speak in. So, mm-hmm. yes, her, and her dress does look very much like an Arizona ice tea can. Mm-hmm. But 
I guess I was talking to Jason. He was saying something like, I guess people were trying to say that, you know, because remember at Kate's wedding, she was mm-hmm. the, maid of, the maid of honor and she, everybody was talking about her booty and stuff and how mm-hmm. like she looked a little too good in her dress. And so now they're like, is she trying to again? And I'm like, why she's trying no. to be the Arizona iced tea can? No, I don't no. think. I think she wore a fun print dress. Yeah. To a day wedding, it was a day it dress. Was a day dress to yes. a day wedding, and her ha- it was fine. It was fine. She should not have been wearing anything that was plain colored or light colored because that would mimic too much the wedding party. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think she did exactly, and I think I think the standout dress for me of the whole thing was um, Harry's cousin, uh, Diana's niece, had this green dress with this the huge bright flowers on the bottom and she had this like green mm. fascinator. She was gorgeous. Yeah, there are there were some really really gorgeous outfits. Um mm-hmm. some even one of the cast of suits and I don't know who it was, but she was wearing this like orange dress. Oh, I got to find it. It was, was that Gina. I think it was Gina Torres. Maybe. Yes, and with the oh, she looked amazing. I was like, "Damn, girl. Like yeah. get it, you know?" Um, lots of navy, which they kept talking about how odd it was that people were wearing navy, like Posh was wearing navy Why? and stuff. And I'm Why like, is navy that's such weird? a spring color. Like navy is so spring. I got married in spring. All my bridesmaids wore navy. Like that yeah. was my color. Like I was just like, I think navy is a color for any season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a classic you color. You can wear it in fall, but it's, it's very much like, yeah. So what else? I mean, the, of course, stand by me. Oh my gosh. That was gorgeous. The choir singing that, that was Amazing. I think I think people were a little too harsh on Megan in some ways. Um, everyone loved her dress. Oh, her dress. Her dress was gorgeous in its own right. I I did not expect something as plain as it was. I didn't either. But I th- so I was shocked. But it grew on me though. Yeah. Well, she looked gorgeous in it. Yes. It. I I think the the neckline bothered me a little bit. Oh, I love I, a boat it, neck. it wasn't. I didn't feel like it was quite off the shoulder or on the shoulder. I, I was trying to figure that part out. I dig the boat neck. I well, I like a boat neck, but typically a boat neck still comes up on your shoulders. Mm. Um, so I, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah. But um, the veil was gorgeous. And I she like looked gorgeous in it anyway. Sleeve. Yes, I that love was that. Um, and she rocked it. I mean, yeah. it fit her gorgeously. It did. It was tailored perfectly. And I love that she went so simple, but so elegant. And then the veil really just, like, took it to the next level with, like, how long it was and all the flowers sewn into it. And then she had, like, the beautiful, like, kind of like a headband piece. Yeah, I mean, I don't... To me, it's not a tiara, but... Um, well, but I guess technically it is a tiara. That's what I've heard it called. I guess they're calling it a tiara. But to me, it almost just looks well, more not like a like hairpiece. Like it's not like the crazy costume tiara that right. we have in the United States. It's like a real official <laughs> like a real British royal... With like real diamonds in it. Yeah. Like it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real diamond tiara. Um, but it looked beautiful. I mean, everything she was just... Gorgeous. And her hair, I liked how her hair was sort of like back, but still kind of like in a full, mm-hmm. like chignon mm-hmm. type, but full, you know, it was really yeah. nice. And so, some people were like, oh, her bangs are coming loose or she didn't wear enough makeup. And it's just like, oh my God. let her do what she wants. Yeah. Like I fantastic. said, the thing that shocked me was I thought the dress would be a little bit different, mm-hmm. but I like it for what it was. I thought her, her evening gown yes. for the, the reception was gorgeous. And I could not pull anything off like that. Out with them arms. I was like, get it, girl. Snap, snap. <laughs> that's so my wow. dress. That's so my evening dress. Like that is a dress I would have worn. Absolutely. I love a high neck. And I love a a, yeah. a sleeveless dress. And see, I can't I can't do those things. So I'm just in like in awe when someone can wear that and pull it off so well. She did a great job. Look fantastic. They and he gorgeous. looked so fantastic in his, you know. I mean, he wore his army 
um, his uniform. military uniform, yeah. Yep. And then um, his, um, and then the the just the suit later. Yep. Which he looked very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so... And apparently, now, I did not see this part, and I've seen the clips, though. Apparently, like, he goes, I need a drink, and she goes, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> when? When they get in the carriage, and they're, ah! like, driving around, and they're, like, all the lip readers are, like... <laughs> There's all these tweets about it, so I'm going to have to look it up at some point. That's amazing. I have to find that. Yeah. But I I think it was good. It was, it it was obviously pomp and circumstance. It wasn't as big of a deal in, in, in the same terms as William and Kate, obviously, because Mm -hmm. he's not the, the soon to be crown king. I guess soon is relative. Yeah. (laughs) She, she'll never die. No. (laughs) Well, but, but like you said, William is actually going, um, to be king. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people are in line before Harry. Yeah. Harry's just like, I'm cool. It would take a lot of deaths for Harry. <laughs> to, yeah, to, like, to I'm cool with that. that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't really need this. I don't really want it. We good? Yeah, and I'm sure he's probably like, I'm cool to not do any of that. You know, he's great. He's happy being a humanitarian. He's happy, well, I think you know. I think that's why they get along so well. Mm-hmm. Because oh. she doesn't want to be that either. But she wants, she wants to go out and do what she wants to do. Yeah. And I think that's why he gets along with his brother so well, too. You know what I mean? Like, he's, I don't, like, he's not jealous. You. Exactly. He's like, that's your, you, that's you and all that responsibility, homeboy. I'm good over here. Just being a rich guy who gets to, like, help other people, who gets to, like, go wherever I want to go and experience whatever I want to experience. I can date the half black girl. And well, <laughs> I can marry her. Shit. And she's um, Canadian. Because I just did. <laughs> oh, um, American. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, and it's, they get along. I love seeing them together, the two. They are cute. William and Harry. They are just adorable together. There was like a, there's like a montage on Facebook of like all of their moments together of them like razzing each other and stuff. Oh, I love it. The thing that threw me is that like all of his ex-girlfriends came to the wedding. And I know, again, it's because, and and this is, and I guess this is the difference between um, commoner versus not. They're all aristocracy of some sort. They're Mm -hmm. an earl's daughter or whatever. Um, I think. I don't even honestly know. There's Chelsea Davey and and another one. And I forget the other. Chelsea's the one they keep showing, though, right? But they just, like, show up. And I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) I mean, I might if I had to, but I'd be like, this is uncomfortable. Because I know what he feels like. I think the one that they keep showing, though, and she's a navy and she's, like, the blonde. Because she was laughing so hard when she was walking in. And they're like all the faces that she had throughout the ceremony. But, like... I guess she was invited to the wedding, but not to the reception. And well, I good. think that's how they did it. Yeah, which it's like sort of like the, my ver- my my interpretation of that is, yes, you can watch us get married and see this shit solidified. And then, <laughs> no, bitch, you cannot dance with him later. <laughs> wow. Okay. And that's, that's a nice way to put that. That was my interpretation. Probably, but I'm just like, oh, yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I don't just know why I would have gone. I mean, I guess you don't turn down an invitation like that either. It makes you look petty, I guess, maybe if you do, but... I just well, want to have her dad to did. do. Huh? Her dad did. <laughs> That's true. But... I mean, if the father of the bride can do it, you no. can be like, I got some pox going on. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the pox like Deirdre. Deirdre <laughs> probably got, Deirdre got them pox. <laughs> anyway. Is there anything else we want to say about the wedding? I just, I, I thought it was lovely. I, you know, obviously I hope that they you know, have a good life together and they don't have all that crazy. They, they got, there's too much crazy stuff. I think it's calmed down after Princess Diana's death, but yes, like just let them be them. Yeah. I hope so too. I hope they have a great life. I hope they, if they want to have kids right away, I hope that happens for them. Um, and yeah, they oh, just and Princess seem... Charlotte. 
adorable. Oh my gosh, with the tongue out. (laughs) The tongue out, and she's waving all the time, and that girl has some charisma, I tell you. She's a true second child, man. She's like... (laughs) They are going to have to rein her in. And she's the only girl. She's like, I got this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I get the throne before my Uncle Harry. Woo! Yeah, And before my little brother. The more kids that, what's her name, pumps out, the further Harry gets down that list anyway. So So he's probably hoping. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, you mean your sugar cube birth control? (laughs) (laughs) He's been... (laughs) He's been messing with some stuff. She's like, stop it, Harry. Changing out her pills. <laughs> All right. Completely inappropriate because the royalty probably doesn't like that. But nope. They're not listening to this. Um, <laughs> they might be. Yeah, potentially. All, All right. right. Well, um, anything else? Do we, are we, have we covered it? I think we're good. The next season will be uh, June wedding season. Mm-hmm. And we'll get you that schedule shortly. Right? And we'll put that on Instagram. And, and we'll we'll see you next time. Don't forget to check us out. Instagram, um, happily never after pod, happily never after pod at gmail.com for emails. Please look um, look us up on iTunes and rate us. Yes. We appreciate review. any feedback. We love all of it. Thanks, you guys. It's been amazing taking you through Markle season. And the royal wedding. And the dater's handbook. We won't forget about that movie that we did. We spent a lot of time on that. Bye. Bye.